don't see too many like me Cause I, cause I, I am One of the reasons you do what you do When you wanna be me instead of you Cause I, I am Still on beat, showing love to the streets Come on, you know me, cause that's who I am Good afternoon, Shock Jocks, coming to you live from the KTC Broadcasting Studios, Monday, April 20th, yes, April 20th, uh, live from KTC Broadcasting, like I said, thanks every guys for everybody for listening uh, on the Shock Jocks podcast, wherever uh, you get your podcast, uh, hello everybody, we got our cameras up, I'm Kevin Hastings, you're seeing the, the four corners today, there's Chris Nelson in the corner, his yellow, what's up, shopper shirt, good morning, or good afternoon, Chris. What's up? Tom Sinefani's in the house. Happy Monday, Tom. Happy Monday, Kevin. I see that you're very you're very festively dressed and I'm ready for the, celebrating the documentary. Oh, let me get my shirt. I'm ready for the uh, the last dance. It, only, it only comes on <laughs> it's all, it only comes on Sundays though, right? Yeah. That that That's, disappointed me. I was ready for parts three and four tonight. Well people were asking last night just to play it all night. We'll stay up. We have nothing else to do. How, would you have stayed up all night, Chris? Yeah, I didn't have to work today. <laughs> okay. No, I, I want to absorb it, but I, I wanted like a couple episodes tonight because I, I really did enjoy it. What I like to do is was that the fastest two hours of the coronavirus? It went, it went by fast. <laughs> but what I do is like I might not start it till about nine fifteen or nine twenty, and I have it on the DVR. Okay, and that way I can sort of the commercials I don't want to see <laughs> and get it done a little faster. But really, on that one, you just didn't. It didn't seem like it because it was. It was really. It was quick. It was really, really quick. It was a really, really good documentary. And um, the they didn't really have commercials. Uh, had sponsorships of, right. of, of segments, right. which right. which in the uh, in the business, I, I kind of like that uh, because it gives us uh, you know different things to to, to kind of do with that. Um, we're going to talk Jordan documentary. We're going to talk uh, Patriots' new color rush jersey. Is the is the official team new uniform, Tom? I don't know what that means or, or, or how that goes with everybody. We've got, uh, let's see, let me pause that for a second before it starts making noises. Uh, 49er, we got draft this week. We got big news for that. Uh, Thursday night, we've got some things to talk about on, on that. Niners are opening up of trading all their first round picks to move back. They've only uh, they've got two first rounders and almost nothing. Second, third, and fourth, I think, is what it's saying. Uh, Leonard Fournette asked his team openly and publicly to sign Cam Newton, and the very next day they put Leonard Fournette on the trading block. <laughs> I mean, that's just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> he publicly went out and said, I knew part, we need to go get to Cam Newton, and the very next day I Fournette's knew, on the trading block. I knew part B of that. I didn't know part A of that. Oh, yeah, it was like... Okay. He, was, he was on Twitter and, and, and talking about Cam, Cam, and, and this and that, and, 
I'm like, Minshew went six and six last year in his rookie year. Yeah. Kyle be. Allen went six and seven his rookie year. Cam went six and ten. Is is the only reason that you, you invest extra years in, in those guys that he was an early round pick and these guys aren't you just throwing away left and right? They just they, they get rid of them so quick for no reason. As soon as they find any other guy that can play quarterback on a team, it's like they get rid of the guy. Cause it seems like Belichick's been looking for to replace replace Brady. How many how many championships you think Brady won after Belichick really wanted to get rid of him? Like how long ago was it when Belichick was sitting there thinking? Yeah, when was his last deal? Well, he's like every year about it. What are you doing? It's not one and two year deals. Had that what he's been doing? They've been very team friendly deals. Yeah, right. I'd say that. Yeah. Well, well, what what about after the undefeated regular season? They lose to the Giants Super Bowl. The next year is when Brady gets hurt in like the first game. Matt Castle plays. Mm-hmm. He does well, but they don't make the playoffs, and they trade him to the Chiefs in the next offs. Do you think Belichick considered it then? Yeah, maybe. Probably. Well, 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 no, that, that, that basically split the three before and three after. But how many, uh, you know, you could make the argument, how long did Brady want out of there? You know, he's doing uh, interviews with, who did he do, uh, with uh, Howard Stern or somebody? Who did he do yeah. an interview with? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he did a Howard Stern interview, <laughs> and he's, he's putting all kinds of stuff on his Twitter, like, these are all the guys that were drafted above me, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, he didn't do that stuff when he was with the Patriots. So, it seems like maybe he wanted yeah, he, he wanted to have a little fun. He, he never had a Howard yeah. Stern interview. Right, with, with, with the, the Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> that's right. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I pulled up some, I found a little website here that's got his uh, his deals through the years. Gonna flip them real quick. Uh, first one in two thousand three years, eight hundred thousand dollars. That's not bad. Two thousand two, five years, thirty million dollars. They always just said five years, thirty million. And they're getting thirty per. Dak now. Prescott's asking for thirty plus now. He wants forty. I'd let him walk. Two thousand five, he got a six year deal for sixty million. So ten years, he got a raise. Then we'll skip that co- commercial then. Tom grows his hair out and meets Giselle here and gets a four-year, four $72 million uh, extension. Uh, that's that's a, a good one, 18 year. That's still cheap. Did I do that math right? That, cheap, that's still cheap. below market value for what he brings. Right. $18 million a year, uh, 2013, a three-year, $27 million extension at $9 million a year extension. Wow. Uh, 2016, a two-year, $41 million extension. And, of course, that's the one that ended it in New England. And 2019, he's got a one-year, $23 million deal. No, that was last year. One-year, $23 million deal and an $8 million signing bonus. So those were Tom Brady contracts uh, through the year. So he basically got paid with the Bucks more than he ever did Yes. in New England. Yes. I think it's more he doesn't really need them. What's his wife make? $80, $90, million a year, something crazy. So, I mean, he really doesn't need it. That's why he could afford it, and he cemented his legacy. Right. Now that his legacy is cemented, why not go have a little fun in Tampa Bay? Right. You know, and I think that's kind of that's I think that's kind of the calculus on it, that, you know, he and Belichick had all the success. They've won the championships. The GOAT, you know, it's going to be argued that he's not. So, even if he falls flat on his face in, in Tampa Bay, really, is that going to tarnish his legacy all that much? I just don't no. really think it is. Well, not with yeah. six championships. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not with that many championships. Uh, there'll be somebody that I'm, I'm. If you watch it online, I'm showing the Patriots 
this is their their colorless jerseys, uh, and they've they've kind of made them into the uh, the regular jerseys. So they, you can tell a little bit from the stripes are different on the top, of course. They still got the flying Elvis Patriot uh, logo. Uh, do you like the old guy hiking it through hiking it, or or do you like that flying Elvis? Any opinions on either one of those? Neither one of them is really appealing to me. I thought they were both really Flying good. Elvis, I've never heard it called. <laughs> Flying Elvis, that's pretty good, Kevin. Uh, I, 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 you know, like me, because just like if you listen to me on Saturdays, I'm always bringing up sentimental, nostalgic thing from the 80s. So I do like the little Patriot hiking the ball. But I could see how by today's standards it, it's a little juvenile, it's I guess. It's a terrible logo. It's but a little It is juvenile. neat. I like the jerseys. I like the red with them. Um, the... You know, when they went to these uniforms, you know, America's supposed to be red, white, and blue, not navy. And they, it's, they, they've, they've been in the navy section of the uh, color scheme for quite a while. Uh, so uh, some people have problems with that. They want maybe see a new helmet. Some, some of them don't like the Elvis. Some of them like the, uh, was it, pa- what's his name, Patriot Pat? Was that his name Does it, he, uh, of the guy? I think sure. he had a name. <laughs> I think sure he actually did. had a name, Patriot Pat. I want to call him Patriot Pete because that would just be funnier if he's Pete. I don't know why, but Patriot Pete is what I want to call well, him. Well, the Patriots had a head coach that was Pete. Pete Carroll coached yeah. them yeah. For, for a little while. It really doesn't matter what they were next year. I think they're an 8-8 eight eight team at best. To the Pats? Yeah. We don't know who the quarterback is, so I don't, I don't know what they're doing. They lost some guys yet. on defense side of the ball, too, and they really haven't. What have they done? I know. Uh, did you know they haven't drafted a uh, Pro Bowl since 2013, now, Chris? That's interesting. That's that's that, that, that scares me a lot, really. Well, right well because <laughs> at, at one point they were drafting some pro bowlers back in the day, right? Uh, but that that's interesting. Belichick's. Um, it seems to me that he's almost ripped up his papers as far as the draft goes, and just is like, <laughs> I just want to pick as many people as I can. Whatever, whatever we're doing, they do have a lot of picks. They always, they always yeah. end up with like 10, 12 picks, and late in the rounds, they get a ton of second or thirds, but never really anything high in the first or, or really high in the second. But uh, yeah, they, they haven't been actually drafting well at all. And uh, we got that coming up Thursday. Um, uh, uh, I was going to kind of, a couple of things I actually want to talk to Chris about. I forgot to before the show, I will talk to him afterwards uh, about some. Uh, uh, some some a segment I'd like to get you in on uh, uh, more than about, about daily, Chris. If you can, we'll, we'll go to uh, okay. Nelson's notes. Honey, Nancy. Good grief! Walks in on Terry Reinhardt time. <laughs> 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 good afternoon, Hunter. It's good to see you, man. Uh, Hunter joins the show. If he can get into the into uh, what's the guy's name from? I don't know. Munchkin kids. Uh, there you go. Can you jump? You gotta jump to get your butt in. You gotta put some weight on it. You're not strong enough to. You're not strong enough to push the seat down here. <laughs> Is that mine or yours? That mine. That's mine. That's mine. Well, Hunter, I, I guess you've been staying up all morning rewatching the Last Dance. We've just been really talking about. <laughs> you just missed the Patriots. Uh, color rushes their new uniform. And then we just got done talking about Belichick. And uh, what they're going to do? Tom says eight and eight. I don't. I don't know. What, I don't want to. I don't want to pick anything until I see who the quarterback is. And, and then, of course, we got the draft Thursday night. And Hunter, uh, you weren't here Saturday, but Tom and Terry and I, and I'll go ahead and invite y'all to uh, as we're at. We're kind of throwing it around, and maybe doing a draft broadcast party stream on Thursday night for the first round. 
And I don't know what you, either one of y'all two feel about that, but kind of nice. kind of thinking about doing something like that, honey. Okay. Well, well uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Hunter, we're going to fix your camera in just a second, too. Uh, if you can, by yourself, then I won't have to get up again. Uh, all right, Tommy. Um, going into the draft Thursday night, you were talking about Tua, Tua, Tua. Uh, are we still looking at... We'll, we'll, I tell Alice Christmas he's not the owner that often. Do you see the Bengals doing anything other than drafting Joe Burrow? Whether it's trade out or no, drafting someone else. They're gonna draft Joe Burrow, that's what I think is gonna happen. So Burrow to them and then Hunter's a Redskins fan, of course he wants the uh he's he's looking for the, the Chase Young from Ohio State to come into town. Have you seen that one? I have seen that one. That's pretty that's sick. Pretty sick. Pretty uh, sick. Uh, hey, Tom, uh, Redskins unif- uh, uh, an alternative interesting. looking uniform with the feathers. Yeah, uh, that's know. interesting. Yes, I, 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 that. I don't know if you've have you called us talking about how I want to name them the, like the Arkansas Razorbacks and keep the name the Redskins and instead just use a warthog. That would go along with their hog persona. They get, <laughs> to, keep, they get to keep the name Redskin. You oh, keep everything, yeah. colors, everything. The only difference is the logo is some type of a mean-looking warthog instead, and that'll be the Redskins. What do you think about that? Well, that saves face for everybody. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll have to give that some thought. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. I, I'm, I'm interested. You know, we've seen well, what's going to mess up the first ten picks. Like everybody thinks Cincinnati's going to uh, draft Burrow. What if they don't? Then what happens? And then you hear all these others. What if Tua falls? What if he falls to ten? Then are a bunch of other teams going to start to trade back up and try to get him? You know, I, I think I could see some scenarios like that. There's going to be some kind of unexpected already. They're they're talking about the Browns trading their pick, falling back, and there's another good offensive tackle coming out of Boise State. All right, we don't need one of these top four. We can get this guy. Trade up, get something else. So go ahead, Hunter. I was just gonna say, the draft changes. Everything will change at three. Whatever Detroit decides to do, that's going to be what what dictates where the dominoes fall. I know there are going to be certain players, certain teams that are sold on their guy, but depending on who trades up with Detroit, and if Detroit stays, and if they go in an opposite direction than what everybody's thinking they want to do with Jeff Okuda, then that's going to throw everything for a loop. Because say they do take Isaiah Simmons, well, that's who the Giants were wanting there at four. Right. Then who are the Giants going to take? Well, maybe they take an offensive tackle that was somebody was wanting to grab right. later. Right. So the draft so far, everything that is set in stone to me, if you're going Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and all your mock drafts, you won't miss those first two picks. After that, I, can, I can't promise you anything. You know, it, it, it could all switch after it, Yeah, it depends on if Detroit stays or trades. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the boards have Okuda makes the most sense because – you know, they lost their best defensive back to Buffalo, so so why not draft another one to take his place? That makes the most sense, does it not? And the, and this right here, I'm, there's different mock drafts. This one has Detroit trading with Miami and Detroit still taking Okuda at five. Right. Which means if you can do if Okuda's who you want, but you can give it five instead of three, well, trade down, get an extra pick, and you get an extra pick for nothing, basically. You still get the guy you want. Yeah. I've seen two teams really be in the most conversation for moving up with Take Detroit spot at three. Miami obviously won because they're in a quarterback situation. They know Fitzpatrick just a stopgap. 
and the other one is the other one, is the other team that stopped Jackson. It's the Chargers, the one that picks right after Miami. So whichever one right. of them can, I know Miami. I think has more leverage. They definitely have more draft picks, more capital that they can put towards moving up for that third spot. That make might might make it more enticing for Detroit to go uh, to to go with them over uh, over the Chargers. But if the Chargers move up to three, I've heard that they really love this Justin Herbert kid. So there's no guarantee that two is even the second quarterback taken off the board. This one has Herbert going as the second quarterback. The more they talk about, the more they talk about two of it seems like the more he's falling. You know, I mean, they 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 just are too worried about his injuries. But they've made other, you know, other guys have had injuries and been okay. But they seem to be very concerned with a hip injury. A guy likes to run around. Well, it is. A, I mean, you gotta look at it this way: it's first round pick. First of all, me and Kevin have talked about this all the time on this show. First round picks. You want him to come in and be an immediate impact. Starter and a quarterback, we can understand if he has a city year, but usually if he's a first round pick, like how I pick, how I picture we went with Dwayne, it's like you have to give him a chance, or else that was a wasted pick. Right. And I think that's what a lot of teams there in a quarterback question mark around two is. It's like, okay, what is it going to be if we bring him in and he doesn't even last two years or can't complete yeah. the full season? He just turns out being to right. me a Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford had a lot of upside coming out of college. Obviously, he was a Heisman winner. I know Tua wasn't. And I think Bradford even won a championship as well with Oklahoma. I think him and Peterson were there at the same time. They, they, they didn't win a they title, they, but they were good. Yeah, yeah I mean, they were good for a reason. Yes, yes. But that, but that was the thing. You know, Sam Bradford came out, and it was just, you know, these teams that pick early, they're bad. They're not great teams. And he just could never be able to get his niche, obviously, under Jeff Fisher, but it, it looked like everywhere he went, injuries, 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 yep. injuries. Yep. It just followed him everywhere. And to, to for me, Tua, I know he's had the best, it was like quarterback rating of all time in college football during his career, but he never played a full season. So to me, I'm like, well, the best ability is availability, and if you're not going to be available at the NFL level for a full 16, now 17 season game, right. or 17 game season, I don't know. That, to me, I think that's what's scaring a lot of people. It's just you've had both your ankles tightened up. You've had a major hip injury. And if I'm not mistaken, there's another injury that he had in college that kept him sit out for had him sit out for a little while. So it's just he is the biggest gamble. He just he's just the biggest gamble. And I, and the first round picks. A lot of times people want to go with the safest pick because it's if you miss on that first rounder, you'll be labeled. But I'm sorry you do, but how the Cleveland Browns have been for years when they've met with I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. But, but, but it's right. It's right. You've, you've got you've got to get the first rounder right. And that, that's why a lot of guys, you know, I think you made a good point is why not get that offensive tackle? You know he's going to come in. You know he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Offensive tackles don't sit a year before they start. They're, yeah. Like Joe, Tom, like Joe Thomas uh, right, and Clay. Right in there. Run, running backs. They're not going to sit here. You, you get a quarterback, you don't You don't know. You don't know how long they're going to sit. Yeah, you really don't. So I think after three, that's when you can see the dominoes fall. And I read somewhere today that the 49ers are shopping both of their first. Yeah, we were, talk- yes. we were talking about that before yes. he came in. You're right. So and one of them might be to the Patriots. For to for them to draft a quarterback, considering they traded Garoppolo to San Francisco just a minute and a half ago. Yeah. So it's a little quid pro quo. That's what, is what we're thinking. I, you know, I said it a few weeks ago. I had a tweet that I put out, and, and I would love to take credit for it because I think it's a great take because I don't think people are talking about it. I said there are three teams, and I can add the Patriots now as a fourth team that might draft a quarterback, and I'm not saying it has to be early, but if they do trade up and they want to take a quarterback in the first round. 
then obviously that takes it out of the book for me and the Patriots. But I said Packers, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis, and now the Patriots. If that goes through with them trading for San Francisco, would be a team looking for a quarterback. And basically, for my reasons, is Phil Rivers is only there on one year contract in Indianapolis. So after this year, he's done. Now the, uh, could, yeah, be, uh, could, could be, be could yeah. be, unless yeah. they want to extend him because he has a great year and that he's like uh, Tom Brady and revitalizes his arm. Pittsburgh, Big Ben is on his last wheels, really, and right. the same. And the Packers have openly said they are looking to draft a quarterback this year because Rodgers isn't young either. Exactly, Rodgers is on the tail end of his thirties now. He's like about thirty six, thirty seven. So I could see those three teams. And now the Patriots, if if they go, if they want to move up because they're not sold on Stidham, and they know Brian Hoyer's just there to be a backup, and the one that I, the, the quarterback I have in mind that these teams might take a shot on, is um, oh God, I just had his name out of Washington, Jacob Eason, Jacob Eason out of Washington. He's the fifth quarterback that nobody really talks about. Yeah, you're right. Nobody does talk about him. They, they talk about love, love before uh, they talk about Herbert. Jacob Eason yeah. and Herbert. And to uh, Jacob Eason had ver- had a lot of success at Washington, and what I want to and this is something I want to preface on Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason was the starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, got hurt, and then that's when Jake Fromm came in, and it was an old Dak Tony Romo situation where Jake Fromm just didn't lose his, he just didn't lose the job after that. So Eason transfers to Washington and has a great career at Washington. So he can play, and he showed he can play at SEC high-level school as well. So I, to me, I feel like that's just a guy that's flying under everybody's radar. And if he goes to those teams in Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Packers, and the Patriots, that's the guy that could be scary out of all four quarterbacks to get taken before him because he's going to a great, a great organization that could groom him to be ready to be the next quarterback. Think about it. Sitting behind Aaron Rodgers or Phillip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger, or you go and work with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Why would you not? I would take that if I was any of the young quarterbacks. So I think that's something that we should watch for as well, especially now that you said that the Patriots possibly could be moving up for a quarterback. I don't see right. why not. Right. I, I don't see why not. Because the Patriots manipulate draft picks like candy. They do. They either trade back, get five or six picks in that draft, or they move off all these star players and get compensatory picks. Did you think about uh, too? I didn't think about it until I looked it up too. What about Tampa Bay wanting a quarterback? Did you mention them? I mean, I know they just signed Brady, but how long is he going to be there? Not very long. I mean, he signed a two-year deal. <laughs> I would put it this way: there ain't yeah, you know, <laughs> they're not drafting quarterback. Not, not this year. No, they're, they're not drafting one this year. Well, the, I do think they will next year as long as Bruce Arians. I think he might be tied. Brady's career. Okay, I see. Okay. Why would Bruce draft the quarterback? If, you know he's not going to play for two gonna, years. Well, if, yeah. gonna, if Bruce ain't going to be there in five years, hey, he's pretty old. Isn't he? What's he in the 70s? Yeah, Bruce I, Arians I, is one I, of the older coaches. He's one Because he, he took a break. Right. He After Arizona, he took, he took a year or two off and uh, decided just to come back and take the Tampa Bay job. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm 100% honest with you. I am actually surprised that they didn't just, even though they knew they were getting Tom, didn't sign maybe a Marcus Mariota who ended up going to be the backup in Oakland. Or even mm. just say, Jameis, look, we're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, but you can still be here. I mean, you can, yeah, you can come along I'm for sure the ride. I'm sure that's what he wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're along for the ride, Jameis. You are our number one pick. Just look, it's either, it's hang out for a little while. No it's either that or sit at home right but, now. Yeah. You know? it, somebody's going to sign. Somebody's going to sign. Dear James, would rather back up Tom Brady the goat. or well. David Cole? 
whoever. If I was Jameis, I'd say, F you, I'm going to go somewhere <laughs> and I'm going to beat somebody out for the starting job. Because I let, didn't he lead the league in passing yards this year? Passing yeah. yards and touchdowns. Yeah. And I, I let he also lead his picks. And picks. Yeah, that, hey, that, that's hey, the problem if right you're, there. If you're, a, if you're a gunfighter, you're going to get shot a couple times, right? I mean, it's kind of got his eyes fixed. So, I mean, I, if I was Winston, Why I does say, he wait till now no. to get his eyes fixed? Some people don't well, like admitting they have problems. I just asked the question. His decision making can be called into question, but his decision making has been very questionable throughout his football life. But and plus, he's got he's got the size, he's got the arm, he's got. I mean, he, like so, some, somebody is somebody's going to pick him up, and he's going to go somewhere and compete for a starting Cam job. Cam and Jameis will probably be signed. And compete it, for a job. It will be signed if a team doesn't get what they want in the draft. Okay. I, I, right. James, Cam Newton's camp has come out and said they are willing to wait till after the draft for a team to if they don't if they don't make who's, a move. Who's he pressuring though by saying? That? Did you see, no no but did you <laughs> We're see this? To wait. Nah, but <laughs> seriously seriously did you see this though? I don't know. You, you probably didn't bring it up, but. So Leonard Fournette was on ESPN earlier this I week. I did bring it up. You brought it up. <laughs> I said he said he wanted to trade for Cam, and the next day they they, got, they put him on the trademark block. <laughs> yeah, but look, but what about you know? They, you know he makes like four point three million dollars this year. What? Who? Uh, Fournette. Fournette. Yeah, this that's year. what he's due this year. Yeah, this yes. year. Yes. So I mean, like I, I'm gonna try to tell this to Terry, but that's a good deal on a four Fournettes for the same. Like if you needed a running back next year. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's a good that's a good that's a good that's a good deal. You know who needs a running back like to be like a solid running back? They the team right down the street in Tampa Bay. They just said right here on ESPN that they are not interested in that. Tampa Bay isn't? Wow. They, they have wow. a good they have a good running back though. Well, what's the guy's name back? Yeah, Ronald saw. Jones. You can't say those two sentences What? They have a good running back. What's his name? I know. <laughs> I know. I know Tampa Bay. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what's, what's Tampa Bay? What's names. Tampa Bay's picking in no, the draft? I, I know he's. What, what are they? What's their pick in the draft? Right what number? Fourteenth. This one, Hunter. They could get DeAndre Swift out of Georgia if they want. And this one the has. They have the tackle falling that far for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And they and this one has uh, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle. Ooh, so that's the one out of South Carolina. Yes, yes. He's, he's a monster. I think after the Panthers pick at seven. It's up in the air, really. Like I believe. I believe. So well, I'm serious. The kid, the, but there's a kid from Auburn defensive. Derek Brown. Right. 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 The, to me, yeah, Derek that, Brown, yeah. Derek Brown and Kinlaw are almost identical. Right, uh, that's just how I look at them. Top ten I'm looking at is Burrow one, Young two, uh, two to three. Uh, where, you different anywhere? You got trades in the one. The, the, this one's got you know a trade: Miami going to Detroit and then picking Herbert. Then the, the Giants. Uh, you got the offensive this tackle. Miami picking Herbert as well. Uh, at five, though, they don't have the trade. He's oh, got okay. At four with the Giants and two with the Chargers. At six, Derek Brown, Panther seven. You got Derek Brown over there. I've got Derek Brown. Now, this one has Simmons going number eight to Arizona. Okay. But I mean, I mean, they're, they're in the same realm. I mean, so you can have Gettleman, a. I think Gettleman's sitting there. What's funny, I think Gettleman makes the Panthers draft here. How, uh, how ironic is that? Gettleman's sitting at four with the Giants, and we've got all right, the, Simmons, we've got 
Yeah, uh, this Tristan Tristan Wirfs, Wirfs out of a, Iowa. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good man. Hey, Gettleman, so it. Gettleman likes the big men up front. So Gettleman's looking like pretty much the same people the Panthers are almost. Some of and, and he may be whoever he doesn't get. Like if he don't, if he goes with a lineman mm-hmm. there at four, then that means Derek Brown and Isaiah Simmons both may be available. I think this is an exciting draft because for a lot of teams right now, this could bring. A little bit more parity to the NFL, especially kid, with the movement from Tom Brady Cleveland away from away from New England. For a quarterback, yep. Yeah. At least one or two of these quarterbacks ain't gonna be worth nothing. <laughs> it, it happens every year, and, and then so that means two really good players are gonna fall back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what what are you what are you gonna get? Yeah, that's what you got. What are you gonna get? Don't don't do anything stupid. Cleveland, I mean, look, I'm telling you, if you guys somehow, <laughs> somehow, if they started today, Tom, what do you think their defense would rank this year? I see they lost, they lost two of their linebackers. Their secondary is pretty good. The defensive line is good. I just, I worry about the linebackers, but nobody, they don't worry about linebackers as much as they used to. You know, they start with defensive line. And, who can and, get and, at and the cornerback and who can stop the, the right, ball through the air? That's right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think their defense would be at least as good as it was last year. Look, if like, Isaiah they, Simmons fell to 10, then you have to get him. For you. Yeah, you'd have to get him. There's no way I think he does it just because he was such a physical but, specimen. But what concerns... Like, pick a good offensive that's who they're, that's what they're, that's what they're going to do. Pick you... Yeah, but uh, well, last year they were twentieth in points against Cleveland, so they yeah. were below average yeah. in points against. And not only that, yeah. you this is such a deep offensive lineman class. You can get a starting offensive lineman second See, round. What you got to remember that what skews that a little bit is you played Cincinnati twice and they were horrible, even though they beat us once. Then you played Pittsburgh twice, you know, without Roethlisberger. Oh well, that's the probably the second you toughest know, division in football, right? But I'm saying that there were some that, that, that Pittsburgh's offense was so bad there at the end of the season. So I mean, you know, there's always things you have to look at to what what might skew the numbers. Just a what bit. hurts Isaiah yeah, Simmons. Depends. It, I've, I've said this for a few weeks now. What hurt, hurts Isaiah Simmons is the same thing I hear out of every coach that talks about him or every GM and every scout. Where are you playing him? Is the outside linebacker? Is he safety? Is he a slot corner? You probably because play him. he's small. Like he's small, but he's so athletic he can do it all. You'd probably play him where you needed him because he was a high, he was a he he played almost a hybrid linebacker at Clemson. They would drop him back in coverage if they needed to, kind of as a safety. They'd line him up on a slot receiver at the corner because he's fast enough to stay with anybody. And then they would obviously send him off the edge. He can play everywhere. To me, he's not as skilled as, but he reminds me of Tyron Matthew. What they do Tyron Matthew with when he was in Arizona and uh, at Houston and at, obviously now with Kansas City. They can put him in the box, but he's a safety. He can go and okay. get the cornerback, but he's a safety. He can cover anybody, but he's a safety. That's the same thing, though, with Isaiah Simmons now. He can get because he can get off the edge so fast, he can go get the quarterback. But he can drop into coverage. He can cover a tight end with ease. He can cover a slot receiver. I don't know. He couldn't cover an outside wide receiver, but... Just where do you play him, and what scheme does he fit in? That's just a huge question mark. To a lot of people, that could be a commodity, like a little Swiss Army knife that they just throw everywhere. But at the same time, you know, defensive coordinators are probably sitting there saying, well, how do I use him? 
I don't, how do I use him? Well, they'll figure it out. Like, he's great. <laughs> Bill Belichick <laughs> likes guys that he can throw in a million yeah, different they'll positions. Well, they'll they'll they, if they want to trade up. Well, well I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's where he's going. I'm no, saying no, that, the one I saw where, where Cleveland was going to drop to, like, say, the mid 20s somewhere. I can't remember who they're going to swap with, but they were going to get. There's another good offensive lineman not being mentioned. Like, there's a, there's a kid from Iowa, a kid from Georgia. Um, the top three they're talking the about three. are Iowa, Georgia, Georgia. And Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, this one has Cleveland at ten taking uh, Wills, the tackle from Alabama. Right, yeah, Alabama. There's too. another. There's like this is a very tackle rich draft. Mm-hmm. So 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 they think they could maybe, or at least the the talking heads say that we can tra- we we can move back and still, and still get, get still get one, still get one, and maybe pick up like you say, like oh, we're going to pick up an extra pick. And an extra pick. We got one. We fill the need, and now we have an extra pick. Right. So I, that that may be the calculus, but it's all so speculation. Yeah, I mean, to me, the core nucleus of that team is good. The defense is really good. Flores, Brian Flores has got them playing excellent. Offensively, to me, they're just missing maybe one or two pieces. And it might be an extra wide receiver. You can get them third, fourth round in this draft. Because... And sign Jameis. I've said Cam would fit perfect in Miami. You could say the well, same. You could say the same thing about the Chargers, though. They should just trade back and build up. Well, and I, well, I can, but as Tom said earlier, depending on who you play, this can get skewed. But Miami last year was the worst defense in the league with regards to points against. They gave up mm-hmm. almost 500 points. <laughs> and they were no good either. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins, they, get, they, got, they, they cleaned house, but they played competitive with everybody. At the games later in their year, when they started to get better, they played competitive with everybody. So the defense, they're just, they're, here's the thing, they're just young. That team is just young. Devontae Parker to me is is a he's a number one wide receiver. So to me, they don't really need a number one wide receiver, but they can get a number one wide receiver talent in this draft later gotcha. in the draft. And then gotcha, the quarterback it. position, I, to me, I think I they'd it. be just as good taking a Jameis I, I hit the or a Cam <laughs> instead of drafting one of these younger quarterbacks and th- basically saying that they're more than likely going to sit behind Fitzmagic for f- the first few games unless they just come in and wow them. Off the get go, okay. why do that when you've got some, you've got some cap space? You can bring in last year's passing leader and touchdown leader, interceptions leader, but passing <laughs> but touchdowns leader, 
and Jameis <laughs> told you. And they'll be fine. If you're a gunslinger, you're going to get shot a couple times. Well, let me tell you something. Hunter. That's been Philip Rivers' M.O. his whole yeah. career. Yeah, I mean. And, and Brett Favre. And Brett Favre. I, I want to just way it is. <laughs> I, I and go. Big Ben, you could argue the same thing. I want to go through the draft since um, uh, Cam was drafted. So starting in 2011, so I'm going to do 10 years of drafts, and let's see how many players – how many drafts were we can say good slash God? Those are some busts because you know Friday night everybody Mel Copper's going to be on TV for thirty picks Thursday night telling how great these guys are. Didn't you well, say, well, didn't you say he was your cousin? He Kevin? Thinks, no, Mel Copper needs to. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to quit from Jimmy Clausen. Yeah. That, that is the that that, yeah. that is the most ridiculous thing. It was Mel Kiper's fault that Armani Edwards did not play quarterback in the NFL. Well, why do people listen to Mel Kuyper? That's you know all that? I want to know. You say that name on just about every <laughs> I had, I had to sleep him in. He hates I had to sleep him in. Now, they Armani had an, and Mel, he hates Mel. They had an interview with Armani uh, last week, and he said it was not his choice to play wide receiver in Carolina. Uh, like I said, I think that's a Mel Kuyper thing saying, you know, it was the Fox never saw Clawson or, or Armani throw, and he drafted them both. See, but if He Mel- never saw He come out after the draft. And, I ain't never seen either one of them throw. He well, drafted them both. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Did, did Mel Kuyper, was he ever a GM? Was no. he ever? Never. No. He's never been anything. No. He no. came out. I've never been there's, anything. I mean, whoa, whoa, there's I mean, hilarious he's video. He's making some money now. Yeah, so there's hilarious video. Put some respect on his I name. I think it's the Kansas City GM or something going, who the hell is Mel Kuyper? Like, he just went <laughs> off on him. One of these drafts. Because, you know, they, they sit there and grade their drafts right there on live TV. He said, he don't know exactly what you said. He ain't coached nothing. He ain't been a GM. He ain't been yeah, nothing. It's like, I who don't is think that he's, guy? I mean, he's never, like, he said built 10 was 11, 12 years ago. He said, if Jimmy Clausen is not a success, he will retire. Bye. Well, I'll, tell Bye, you. Felicia, I'll take that. Tom, the check's been clear from ESPN for the last were, 10 years. He has. If, <laughs> but if you're way. good, but if you're good at that, the scouting and being one of those yeah. guys on ESPN that comes on there and talks about, oh, I like this guy, this guy, this guy, because it's it's Mel Kiper and Todd McShay. I think Todd McShay's smarter than Mel Kiper. I think he's pretty smart. I think he's better. But, but the one that that I'm getting to is Mike Mayock. That's what Mike Mayock did for years, was go on television, and he was one of those guys that would talk about scouts that were coming up. And guess what he is? General manager now of the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. So say if, you're, if you're good at the job, then there's an opportunity that's going to come about, and I think Oakland's doing a pretty good job at rebuilding at what they're doing right now. But I, there's a reason. There's a reason why he still has this job at ESPN, old Mel Kuyper. All right, let's get through these real quick. Uh, Cam, Von Mill, tell me when you hear a bust. Cam Newton, Von, Von well, Miller. Wait, I didn't say that. No. Marcel Darius at three. A.J. Green, four. Patrick Peterson, five. Julio, six. Alden Smith, seven. And here's your quarterbacks in your top ten. Jake Locker at eight. Eh. Tyron Smith, Cowboys at nine. And Blaine Gabbert eh. at ten. How about 12, Christian Ponder? Eh. His wife's hot. Fair enough. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that makes up for being yeah. a lousy ball player. So, yeah. so basically you've named It makes four. a heck of a backup quarterback. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so you've named four quarterbacks. The only one of them that really did anything was Cam. Right. One out of four. Right. And he's, and so the four quarterbacks, I think, combined those four won three playoff games. And Cam might have all of them. Probably. Right? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think, I think he was re-signed by Tampa Bay. was re-signed by Tampa Bay to be Brady's Is he backup. Brady's backup? Yeah, I think so. All right, how about, how about 2012? Andrew Luck retired. Robert Griffin hurt. Well, but it's, that's not <laughs> well, a bust, though. 
was not. Hey, Andrew Luck is not a bust. He yes, was he good when no. he was healthy. He Andrew was good Luck, Andrew was Luck never Andrew, had a losing season. Andrew he was Luck, eleven and Barry five Sanders, in his rookie season. Jim Brown were all quitters. That's Here blasphemy. We go. Here <laughs> we go. I would walk out of this room. Quitters. Wow, that's, I, that right. is blasphemy. Quitters. All right. I don't well, you want to draft somebody that's going to quit on you. Robert Griffin III had one good year's rookie year. He got hurt, and that was it. Oh, well, I can agree with RG3. Tommy, I'm fine with Trent that. Richardson, number three. That's a big bust. Oh, God. He <laughs> had some good games, though. Games. <laughs> he had a good game or two. No! About, he did? He, there was a couple After of games. After him, did. they Ma- questioned if you would ever draft another Alabama running back. Matt Khalil went But he had fourth. a couple of good games, Hunter. A couple. Matt Khalil <laughs> went fourth. That's He's out of the league. Justin Blackman. Went fifth. Justin Blackman couldn't get. He couldn't stay sober. My man was Morris, drunk every game. Morris Claiborne went mm-hmm. sixth. He's not in Dallas anymore. Mark Barron to Tampa. Tannehill at eight. Keekley at nine. Tannehill t- St- changed what people would have thought about him, and now that he's in Tennessee, because Steph- I would have said bust. Stephon Gilmore was tenth of that draft. I'm trying to see if there's any other quarterbacks. Brandon Whedon. Ugh. Yeah, went in that draft twenty second time. Oh, he should have just played baseball for the Yankees. Tom, y'all, Browns picked Brandon Weed and Trent Richardson of the same first round draft. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome right there. It's a formula for success. <laughs> so that was twenty. Draft a running back at three, and then a twenty eight year old quarterback at <laughs> at twenty two. Yeah, I remember when they drafted him. That's Chris Winkie. Hey, Weeden had a couple of good games, but I mean, it's just what were that's not a, that's not a first round pick. Right? Well, no. What year did the Browns draft uh, Johnny Manziel? Which oh, year? We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, I had a Johnny football shirt. <laughs> I, okay, but Johnny had a great combine. That was the oh, he had a great combine. What are you talking about? He's arguably one of the most electric college players to ever played too. Yeah, so I mean, I if you're looking at the tape, you would have thought, oh, this is going to translate. 2013, Eric Fisher one tackle. It's a good Jokel two tackle. Deion Jordan three defensive end. Lane Johnson four tackle. Ezekiel Ansa five defensive end. That was for Detroit, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. And then the Cleveland Browns picked Barkevius Mingo, whoever in ooh, God's ooh, name ooh, that ooh. is. I remember that name. <laughs> he went sixth. <laughs> That's a linebacker, wasn't Shit, it? Shit, Tom. Jonathan Cooper went seven for North Carolina guard. Eight was the first pick in that draft that wasn't a lineman. That was St. A lineman Louis hit. Rams picked Tavon Austin. That could almost be a bust. Tavon he... Austin was the first non-lineman offensive or defensive pick in the 2013 draft at eight. How often does that happen? Basically never. Never. Basically never. That's that has odd. to be the only one. Yeah, Tavon, that, that's odd. <laughs> Tavon had a great college career about, at West how about, Virginia. How about this, Chris? Him and the next pick, uh, Milner, D. Milner, to the Jets were the only uh, non-lineman taken in the top ten. Next was Warmack Titans, actually top 11, and then the Chargers picked a tackle. So the top 11 wow. picks in 2013, a wide receiver and corner went 8-9. Everybody else was offensive and defensive linemen, so... Not stir- the, the top quarterback pick was EJ Manuel at 16. Huh? Nope. I'm going to throw up. In fact, he was the only quarterback in the first round picked. It must have been a weak quarterback draft. Geno Smith was picked one spot behind the Cleveland Browns, so good job, Brownies. Uh, <laughs> K1 Short was picked in the second round of that draft at 44. Le'Veon Bell was picked in the second round draft. Second round of that draft. I think that's played out. Panthers pick Star Latula Tula Tayo Star Latula I can't say it. At 14. Yeah. Uh, Star Latula mm-hmm. Is he still on the team? No, he is in 
Buffalo. All right, 2014, number one. J- I think, unless he might retire. Jadavion Clowney. Greg Robinson. Is he still in the league or out of the league? Uh, who? Greg Robinson. Where he was he? in the league. He he was he's still uh, with the Browns now. If I yeah, Latula is still with the I Bills. I think Khalil Mack was in that draft, wasn't he? Yes, he's five. Blake Bortles went three. He's what, is, got, what is this, 14? This is the four, year 2014. 2014, draft? yeah. Okay. Blake Bortles went three. Uh Blech. He's got hey, he's got more playoff wins than Cam Newton. He does. <laughs> and one of them almost was over the dynasty. He beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did. He beat, he beat Ben Roethlisberger. His team beat the Steelers. Listen, did you know, hey, they I got want to give Cam all the credit for his wins. Let's, <laughs> let's throw a little love to the boat, Blake Bortles. Blake, the boat. He the doesn't. Boat. He doesn't have more. Uh, Blake of all. He time. doesn't have more playoff wins than Cam. What he has more uh, is what it was. I got him mixed up with something else. I think he's got a better uh, yards per average on running. Than yeah, Cam. he does. <laughs> some stupid, some random thing like that. Blake that Bortles. Blake Bortles. He's actually was two built. and one in the playoffs. Blake he's Bortles two. was built to just basically be. Ben Roethlisberger, but he he never panned out. He's two and one. He's the backup in 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 L.A. L.A. I guess is what we'll call him. He just hangs out with Jared all Where's day. Where did I lose my my draft? Oh yeah, back two thousand fourteen. Sammy Watkins went four. He's still in the league. Khalil Mack five. Jake Matthews six. Seven. Mike Evans eight. Tom. Justin Gilbert. Uh, nine. Anthony Barr. Ten. Tight end Eric Ebram. Odell Beckham went twelfth in that draft. OBJ. If you were Wait, he was drafted at 14? He's, oh, he's, dang, he's been in the lead six years already? Oh. I feel like... Actually, no. I'm surprised it's been that short. I feel like OBJ's been around forever. Because <laughs> it gets talked about all the time. That's Remember? exactly right. And the, uh, Dang, when was the catch? Wasn't it his rookie season? Maybe first, first or second. second. Yeah, all right, it this was, was early. This yeah. is the yeah. one that I would pulled up from earlier. The 2015 draft. Jameis won. Marcus Mariota, two. Dante Fowler, three. He's not with this same team. Amari Cooper, four. Not with this same team. All the way down to the Redskins, Brandon Scherf at five. And he's still there. So you got one. Yep. Leonard Williams went six. Kevin White, seven. That was a great pick there. Bears. Kevin White hadn't <laughs> stepped on the field in, since he got drafted. <laughs> Did he catch a pass? I think he's caught one. I think he's in Arizona now. Vic Beasley went eight, nine. Eric Flowers, ten. Todd Gurley to the Rams, and he's already back around to Atlanta as well. Comeback season. Devontae Parker went 14th in that. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, 15th, if you were wondering. That's the Cowboys draft of Byron Jones. Think about this, though. Like, Tommy, you know, we're t- planning for the future. You're looking at guys. You're looking at your corners, your safeties. Cowboys drafted Byron Jones in 2015. Five years later, let him go. Don't even try to sign him because we're going to re-sign the quarterback and put money into that. So uh, you can sit there and make the plans and do all you want and make re-sign a good draft quarterback. Pick. You ain't even done anything to try and resign that quarterback. I'm telling you, that's what I they're going to do. I think it's all a smoke show, and they're fine with just franchising him. Who, Baker? Or No, I'm talking about the Dallas. Oh, well. Oh, Dak. Dak. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, but you what you were just talking about. He, even, Jones even, when you, even when you plan for the future like that it, with, with, with your defense and stuff, and then you don't want to pay him a few years later. Like, so, like, so, so hang on. Like, so, why so, did you draft him? So how many good uh, – of all these uh, drafts you're going through, how many – Really good quarterbacks, have you said? I ain't said nobody yet. Well, Cam. Cam won the MVP. You said really good quarterbacks. Yeah, he won the MVP. <laughs> Holy crap. Or, or, I'll take, hold on. He was voted MVP. I, I will oh, take away the really, and I'll say he's a good quarterback. Chris. He's a good quarterback. Chris. He, won an, he got voted MVP in 2015. That season was outstanding. 
How many Cleveland Browns have won the MVP? Well, I know that Jim Brown had to win it a number of times. Jim Brown did. Brian Sipe won yeah, it. Brian Sipe. Um, My point is, would Sipe be on the Browns' Mount Rushmore? No, he would not. Okay. Bernie or Otto Graham probably would be over him. Probably. Uh, it, it, Cam Newton's on the Panthers' Mount Rushmore. Uh, Come on, man. Uh, uh, I'd put Keekley on there. I'd put Cam Newton, Steve Smith, Keekley, Peppers. There's Mount Rushmore. What about Olsen? No. No. No, he ain't as good as them four. And Greg Olson, I don't even consider right. him. I don't even consider Greg Olson's career a Panther. What right. about Sam Mills? All right, hold on. Greg Olson is a hold giant. On. Hold on, Chris. Besides winning the being voted MVP, Jake the long time. Why would Cam be above Jake? Hold on. They get they both made it to the Super Bowl and lost. Jake had more winning seasons than Cam. Had four winning seasons. Cam three, and. Jake has a better winning percentage than Cam. Didn't play as many years, like two less maybe, something like that. But he does have a better winning percentage, made a Super Bowl, than Cam. Cam's numbers are a lot better. How many times did Jake DeLone throw for 30 touchdown passes in a season? Zero. Cam did it once. He did 35 passing and 10 rushing in the same season. That is... Miles better. That's cute. That, that's miles better that's than cute. anything Jake De, Jake DeLong just it, it added up to just, the, it added up to the same number of Super Bowl losses as Jake DeHome though. And Jake DeHome had a better winning percentage and may, and and more winning seasons. Jake, so which is more of a which is more of a disappointment? Or say which one did better for what they thought? You draft Cam number one, he has three winning seasons in nine years. DeHome was a free agent. Did they trade him, or did they trade for him? Did they trade something late for him? I can't remember how they got him. Might have had to trade for him. Okay, Jake DeLone started the season as the backup to Rodney Pete the in, year they in, made in, the Super Bowl. In uh, New Orleans. It, well, DeLone started out in New Orleans. What right. Yeah. And then when he came to Carolina, he was the backup to Rodney Pete. Right, right. And, and then Rodney, he got a hot wife. There you go. That's random. Love to hear it. <laughs> Big time. Love Holly Robinson. Whew. Pretty, pretty gal. Pretty gal. But I would say Peppers and Steve Smith are locks. The other two are argue, arguable with about six different players. And I really didn't want to get into that, but that was, okay. just, that, that was just us. That, we, we've done that one quite a bit. Is that uh, We've got different arguments for different people. We've, we've got basically rolling through those four spots. We've got Dale Holm, Cam, Keekly. Olsen was nominated at a certain point. Uh, and then of I course, guess you could and, consider and Olsen And then, of course, and then of course Terry, and I agreed with Terry up until the last few years that he was a lock. Now he's in the questionable zone. Well, John well, Casey. He was a lock until the last well, five well, years. Wait a and, minute. And John, when Kay- got John Casey was a lock for what? The Panthers' uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> we had this discussion Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely. still got somehow Mark Mosley was the MVP in like 1980, even though in okay, 19, <laughs> all even, right, even though in, in 1986, MVP. in 1986 right. with the well, I remember with the Browns he missed like a couple of 
short field goals that would have won the game. It's like, <sighs> what Kevin <laughs> is talking on. about is that year, like 1983, when they only played nine games because there right. was a lockout strike, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. A kicker got voted MVP, but look, here's the deal. I'm not putting Vinatieri <laughs> or Goskowski, and Goskowski actually has a higher field goal percentage than Vinatieri. I wouldn't put neither one of them on the Patriots, Mount Rushmore. You and Vinatieri's way better than Casey, and I wouldn't put him on the Patriots, Mount Rushmore. Putting, putting uh, a kicker on Mount Rushmore is like putting, who would be on the Patriots then if it was if a kicker's not on? It, well, let, let's put uh, Mil- uh, let's put Millard Fillmore on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of the equivalent. So, let's, so, put, let's put. You know, uh, Martin Van Buren on Mount Rushmore. Wait a minute. All right. Is David Ortiz on the Mount Rushmore of Boston Red Sox? It'd be hard to keep him off there. A DH is the same thing as a kicker to me. Oh, no. We're not starting this again. Wait a minute. He lures lures you in with this. (laughs) Is the kicker not the leading scorer on most teams? He only plays offense. He doesn't play defense. That's what a DH does. Exactly what a DH does. You can pick a kicker in the seventh round, and he's going to be as good as the average NFL kicker. <laughs> Most of them are very replaceable. You move them in and out. It don't matter. If that's at the least, case, at least, at the, least case, the DH does a third of what the other players are doing. Special teams are a third of the game, Tom. Uh, <laughs> not in value. No. Not in value. Not. We say that all the time on every broadcast, no. don't we, Hunter? Tom, Special teams are a third of the game. Not in value. They're not. It's about okay. What's 40, this? 45% offense, 45% what, defense. The same team might be. Well, now, might and be that Chris. 10% can get you, though. What's I mean, this? Wait a minute. What do Panther fans blame the most for them losing the first Super Bowl? I'm going to blame the fact the defense couldn't stop Tom Brady in the second you're, half because that's a fact. You're 100, that, you're 100% right that they didn't. It's they the didn't. defense's fault. Yes, I now, agree. Now, but most Panther fans, what do they say? That damn kicker kicked it out All of right. bounds after he made like 10 points in the game. All right, hold up. And, and then, and then it, Chris, if your defense gets the ball on the 40, does your defense still get to play defense? Yes. Yeah, the Panthers' defense had a chance to stop Brady. Did they yes, not? and they didn't do and it. They didn't do it. I, I, that's what I think. I'm but not blaming, most I'm, people blame the kicker. I, I'm right not that. blaming John Casey because first <laughs> off, the game was tied. It's not like the Panthers had to lead. The game was tied. Right. The defense didn't just have to. Oh, let's let's let Tom Brady drive it on down, just like Tom Brady drove it on down a couple years before against the Rams. Seven, that's the defense's fault. Seven games in 2013 were three points or less wins for the Panthers wins. That's insane. Um, so they won the first game by one, second game by three against Tampa, overtime Indianapolis and Tampa, overtime in New Orleans, uh, one by three against Tampa again, three against the Redskins, three against the Arizona Cardinals, and then a couple other games they won by six against Detroit, and I think it was another six. Or I'm New just going to be honest right now. I'm lost. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Where'd you go? Kickers. Because we went, we went from <laughs> looking at past draft classes to Cam Newton, to Jake to Mount, Bone, to Mount Rushmore, to Mount Rushmore hey. of the Panthers, to now we're looking at lot wins and losses from the Panthers Hunter. in, what, 2015 or something? Hunter, nobody asked. Right. Let's look at the 2016 draft. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know whether I'm just supposed to speak or I'm just like, I'm just taking that information right Where's now. Like, hey, okay. I was just making a case. John You're just Casey's absorbing awesome. that information. Where he's just, he's I just, just absorbing I'm just absorbing all. information. I'm, I'm very good with stats, so I'm just sitting here taking on all these right, numbers. And then, it hit me, the it, then it hit me. I was like, I don't know what these numbers are even right now. <laughs> right, real, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> real, real quick thing. Uh, last thing on the Panthers. I'll give Chris this just for fun. Before Peppers and – I mean, not Peppers. Before Keekly and Cam started, would Casey not have been on, the, on it? 
Because before that, before Cam and Keekly got uh, Cam and Keekly got here, I had Steve Smith, Peppers, Delholm, and Casey. And that's what we had then. All right, so 2016 draft. Y'all just hate the kickers so much. No, it's not. Y'all, y'all so mean to the kickers. Just the, the kicker and the punter are the two most replaceable people on the team. That's just how it is. Yeah, maybe the long snapper, too. The Panthers that too. are paying Gano the ninth most on their roster. And I think that's stupid. I And I messaged you <laughs> that. I said, that. I don't agree with that either. <laughs> I'm going cheap on a kicker. Everything else is so expensive. I mean, that's like when they made a big deal when uh, the Raiders made um, uh, Sebastian Janikowski the highest-paid kicker in the league. So? That was a heck of a draft pick, though. It really worked out. That was he a heck of a draft. Pick. He kicked for them for like twenty years, right? <laughs> and after they made the Super Bowl, where they lost to Tampa Bay, they had how many good seasons after that? One, how, yeah. one. Yeah, but this here's the thing: <laughs> he was a good pick. I don't mean the rest of the picks were good. <laughs> Denny Cassidy was a great pick. Hey man, let me say something. Did, did you can, if you can hit on the kicker. Wait a minute. Did, there you did, go. Did they pick him in the first round? I think so. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Oh, that's stupid. I want to that, say that's that. stupid. I think he was like 16th or something like that. I would draft a guy number one if he could kick and punt. Save me a little money so I can spend it. I'd like a dual three. I honestly yeah. don't see why we haven't seen more of them do that just to, just to save well, money. The a, way teams okay. act. Yeah. In a pinch, a punter and a kicker could do each other's jobs. Maybe not as well, or, but in a pinch. Or, 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 punting's easier than kicking. Or how okay. about, or, I would say or, that. How about, or how about this? If you're if the same guy kicked and punted, now you can activate another guy and have somebody right. else on the roster. Roster. Right. He was seventeenth. He was seventeenth overall. Yeah. A- actually, aren't there? <laughs> hasn't there been some cases where the field goal kicker? Is accurate but kind of old. He can't kick a long field goal, and sometimes the punter would kick sometimes. off. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, right. okay, that goes to your point. Just have right. one guy. Yeah. Just have one guy because now you can, hey, I might need an extra wide receiver for this game, or I might need uh, an extra Something. back, an extra tight end. I still don't see how y'all don't get the kickers the same thing as the DH thing. That's about, no, it's, that's about a 99. They, they no, are, I, actually, so I actually sort of kind of <laughs> want to understand you because this is your show, but... <laughs> At the same time, he only I plays offense. He score. He doesn't play defense. But at least he has one third the skills. Whoa. He does play defense on a kickoff. If, if, kickers don't block. Yes, kickers they don't make that hit, kickers man. Don't run. Kickers don't block. Tom, kickers I've already shown you Adam Vinatieri makes tackles. Oh, here we go. He hawks like, Herschel Walker down. That's all you it's need. It's like Haley's Comets once every eighty-six <laughs> years. I mean, Jared Goff one. Carson Wentz two, Joey Bosa three, Ezekiel Elliott four, Ramsey five. That's pretty decent. Two thousand. Uh, yeah, that ain't bad. That's a great Six, top five. Sixteen draft. Then after that though, Ronnie Stanley at six, DeForest Buckner at seven. Jack, no, no, no. DeForest Buckner is really good. Jack Conklin at eight, Leonard Floyd at nine, Eli really Apple good. at ten. Those Eli Apple's a bust. Tom, if you was wondering, the the Browns went Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman, <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> He was a wide receiver out of Baylor who I don't even think got off their practice squad. Uh, they do, they, that's like, not good. He did not, he did not translate well to the NFL. Mm. They would have done much better picking Sebastian Janikowski in that draft than uh, whoever that was, Corey Coleman. <laughs> there were two wide receivers coming off of that Baylor team that year. Corey Coleman could, only, could come out a year before, but the one that was coming out after him I thought was going to be a sure hit. And he whiffed too, and that was Katie Cannon. So the Brand- both wide receivers out of Baylor that I thought were going to be good. Corey Coleman, they couldn't even they couldn't even trade him. They they cut him. He went to Buffalo and got cut again. Yeah, like it was bad. 
Here's the, <laughs> it didn't translate. Like, it was just here's, bad. Here's the people that here's the receivers who went after Coleman in the first round: Fuller, Dotson, and Treadwell. Dotson didn't pan out for us. I'll be honest. Fuller's pretty decent. The other two are not. Sterling Shepard in the second round. I, I don't really know if, if I can call him Shepherd's good yet. They passed he's, decent. He plays though. He's better than know? Corey Coleman. And better than Corey <laughs> Coleman. They, uh, how about Michael Thomas in the second round of that yeah, draft? I think, oh I think that one's worked out pretty well. Derrick Henry was in the second round of that draft as well. This, and Austin Hooper, who they now just got uh, signed, uh, that was 2016. How about 17? In that Browns won with Miles Garrett, and he beat somebody over the head with a helmet this year. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, couldn't beat Duke or NC State, but Chicago Bears thought he could beat the Packers. Hey, right now, as of right now, <laughs> he is still the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So as of right now, Chris, would you draft anybody who couldn't beat Duke or I'm NC State? No, maybe he'll get beat. Maybe Solomon Thomas Listen, went third. If this was a Chicago show, that would be an excellent debate. What? Whether uh, Foles is going to oh, be Foles the starter? No, Foles no. Is <laughs> no, no, no. Right now, Foles as, technically, as of right now, it's still Mitch's team because you don't know which Nick Foles you're going to get. Are you getting Philadelphia yeah. Nick Foles, or are you getting the one in Jacksonville? Yeah, but I know which Trubisky I'm getting, and Foles is better. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think Nick I'm, Foles outside of Philadelphia Hunter, is better than Mitch it's Trubisky. The Super Bowl MVP. Outside of Philadelphia, you know his numbers just as good as I do. He's, and got, he's got more playoff right. wins in two seasons than Cam Newton does oh. has his whole career. Oh, here we go with that again. Well, hold on. <laughs> so, so, in other words, what, Hunter, what Hunter's saying is this. Is Nick Foles, this generation's Jeff Hostetler, who Phil Sims got injured in the 90 season for the Giants. Not and, a bad comparison. Uh, Hostetler comes in. The Giants uh, end up winning the Super Bowl, and I don't know that Hostetler did a whole lot after that. I think he got traded to the Raiders. He went to Oakland. I mean, but but my point is, he didn't do a whole lot after that. He he Nick played Foles well during the playoff run. Had and success. Then, Nick Foles had success in Philadelphia under Chip Kelly. Then they moved off of him. He went to the Rams. Got off. It was awful. I mean, my, he hardly even played a full season. Then he got brought back as a backup. Didn't even start. But to Wentz. To Wentz. But to Wentz. Wentz, is, it's kind of played out for Wentz. And then he goes on this magical five or six game run. Didn't even ask him to play a full season. And then he gets him to the playoffs again the next year after filling in for a injured Wentz. So it's like outside of Philadelphia. He he just got a big contract in Jacksonville. And after the one year of being there, they're like, dude, we can't. We got to get you out of here. We can't. <laughs> You're just eating money right now. So. Oh. Well, looking at this one, uh, Solomon Thomas, three, Leonard Fournette, four, Corey Davis, five, Jamal Adams, six, Mike Williams, seven, Christian McCaffrey, eight, John Ross, nine, Patty Mahomes, ten. How's that John Ross work? Ooh, Pat Mahomes at ten. That's a steal. Everybody, they traded up for him, too. They People Not, were they were wild uh, that they didn't take Deshaun, and I'm like, well, I think it was a better right, draft pick. All right, Panther, all right, Panthers fans, should the Panthers have taken Mahomes then? Well, yeah, well, okay, okay, it's easy okay. to say that because McCaffrey well, well, was in seventeen. They picked, they, no, they picked in seventeen. They, they picked, picked McCaffrey two spots ahead of Mahomes two years ago. But Eight, that was eighteen then. But the let, pick was seventeen, two thousand seventeen draft. But let me say this: all right. Granted, if we got a crystal ball, then yeah, right. we, we take Patrick. <laughs> but other than that, Christian McCaffrey's played better than I thought he was going. Well, to Well, I be. was about to say, so, 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 I, oh yeah, I, I'm. Totally satisfied I, I, with that draft. I don't pick. like you guys picking him that high at all. But out of the it, top, but, 10. Well, but I mean, when you com- the thing about the first round, it's gotten to the point where you can't argue almost about how high as long as you get a player in the first. Because half these people just suck, and we. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just, we just the, out of those list. top ten. 
And they just to suck. me, it's Mahomes Chris, and McCaffrey. Ma, Ma, that's exactly Mahomes, right. Mahomes, McCaffrey. Mahomes, McCaffrey. That's second yeah, best player. Yeah, second best player I out mean, of the top ten in there was McCaffrey. Huh? Yes. What about the guy that went number one? Miles Garrett? No, 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 no. Miles Garrett is good, but Miles Garrett Jesus does not. Christ. Mahomes has, then no. McCaffrey. Miles Garrett has not contributed nearly as much as McCaffrey has for the Carolina McCaffrey Panthers. McCaffrey was this close to breaking Chris Johnson's all-purpose yards in one season this past year. And in his hard. third and year. And CJ2K it was a beast. He so. can catch a heck of a swing pass. Right, let's pat him on the back. I tell he you can what. Still, look, that, that's something he can catch a, okay. he can catch a heck of a swing what, pass. He can run between uh, 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 the tackles for his size. <laughs> okay, hang on. So, did you not like Marshall Falk? He was okay, but he's not the. He's, Chris McCaffrey's not Marshall Falk. Stats wise, Chris, it's pretty close. All right, let me. Look. No, stats wise, it's pretty close. Stats are neat. Uh, Frank Gore's the third leading rusher in NFL history. Um, in yards. Right. So Total it, yards. He's not a top 10 back all time. Drone Bettis is in there, too. Nobody's saying either one of them two are. The bus? Yes, the bus. Listen, I'm going to say, say this. Miles My, Garrett, for what he does, He's very good, but I don't think he's a top five, like top four, top five edge rusher in the league, even at his position. Christian McCaffrey could arguably, arguably be the first or second best running back in the league just off of the season he just had. Right now, yeah. Right now. Now, now, now running backs, you know, they can fall off the cliff. Oh, I know. Quick. I know. Right, right, but that's right. what I meant, like, after right. last year. Yes. Like, as a, he can argue, you can argue, it's either... What, what what you want with your running back? You want what Zeke does, or do you want no. what, what Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Listen, Kamara does? If there's more weapons on the team, McCaffrey don't have the numbers he has. The point, okay. the, the reason McCaffrey got the, the I'm not going to take away. They got numbers. Not, they got weapons in right. Dallas, but they still I'm give not, Zeke the ball. All the I'm time. not taking away his rushing yards. What I'm saying about the passing yards is those are checkdowns of swings. So those aren't. It's not like you know if they would the quarterback in the team would have rather been throwing those passes. To a receiver downfield. Oh, why didn't they? Is because they couldn't. Well, or the wide receivers aren't good enough. Exactly. So what I'm saying is that Chris, the, as a defensive, te- as a defender, your, right. your, your team. If I'm facing the Panthers or any other team in the world, I want your your I want you to do what? Check it down to the running back. Every play that you run. That you check down the running back is a win for my team because you'd rather give up six yards than twenty. I I, I don't. Every defense that. is like that, and that's what All my right. argument about the Panthers and McCaffrey is. If he was on on a team that spread the ball around, if he was in Kansas City, he wouldn't have a thousand yard receiving. He might still get the thousand yards rushing, okay. but that receiving isn't it. So to to count that as a positive isn't a positive to me. To count a running backs running number, a quarterback's running numbers almost isn't a positive to me because that's the last ditch effort that a defense wants you to do. A defense would love to go back, drop back, and Cam Newton tuck and run every every play, as opposed to throwing the ball. The defense would would rather Kyle Allen or Cam throw a swing pass to McCaffrey every play, as opposed to throwing it deep. The receivers kill you. That's the thing. And the defense is, that's fine. If you want to throw a swing pass to McCaffrey, I tell you what, y'all can throw fifty. <laughs> I don't care. But and that, that's my point. Right. I'm not trying to take it away and saying he's not a good catcher. He's not a good receiver. I'm saying. He wouldn't have those numbers if that wasn't the offense and that wasn't the team saying, damn it, we ain't going to – Who knows? Okay, I'll agree, but you can say that about about just about any running back. Right. If he's got more weapons around him, the running back's going to have less yards. I'm not worried about the receiving numbers on a running back. It's That that to me is a – that that's a sign of a bad passing game all around. Uh, other than uh, – for Falk, okay, if you give talk about him, he got those numbers with – some pretty good receivers on the team. Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. Right. So that's yes. a different design than it was Holt, Bruce, damn they're not open, hit Falk. 
that's pretty much their offense. Panthers yeah. is like, all right, uh, whatever you go deep. Uh, who's their deep guy now? <laughs> Samuel? I don't know. More. DJ Moore. Hope probably. this guy gets open. If he don't, just throw it to McCaffrey. I, we'll call not, next play. I'm not, and that's no, what they've been. I agree with you. I'd rather have a prime Torrey Holt and a prime Isaac Bruce than what we have as wide Bruce receivers. Bruce gets now. underrated on, on, on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Nobody I mean, ever brings him up. Uh, Tom, um, you've got, uh, let's go to 2017. Watson was 12th in that pick uh, draft. I did kind of. Not, I mean, not mention him. That's that's a good pick. That's uh, Browns went Jabril Peppers in that at 25. They've traded him. How many of these people were actually on the team, Tom? If you look at a lot of Baker, like if you, if you is he the last through, one, only one? Baker was number one 2018. 2009, right, 18. 19, they didn't have a number one, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. No number one in 19. So Coleman's not, Richardson's not, Manziel's not. Yeah, like if you go through them, a lot of them. I haven't are. named a single. I don't think I've named a single first round. Miles pick still Garrett is. Uh, Baker is. You're right, Garrett. Peppers. At least they got. It some. was Jabril Peppers, but they traded him. Peppers and so. the OBJ. Well, Garrett trade. and Mayfield. So the only two really are the number one picks where they couldn't screw up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's too early to and tell. And they took on both of them one one. So. It's too early to right. tell. Like I get on the fan pages of the Browns and. It's really hot and cold on Mayfield. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's a, he's a, he's this is a third year. Let's see what he does. That's what I said. What do people want these guys to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, let, uh, let's you see. Matt, Peyton Manning threw 28 picks his first year. Still a record. 28. Yeah. And they're still. He, gave, he told Joe Burrow. Yeah. He said, hey, if you want to take it, if you want to take it, take it. But he told Joe Burrow. He said, your rookie season's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. And I think he should tell that to all the all of he should tell that to every general manager and every head coach. I he think, should look at them and say, "Look, you might as well accept that this rookie quarterback is going to have a rough first year." I think because I don't know what else I, th- you think they're going to. I be. think the best two points made about him though are number one, he he wasn't good until his senior year. I mean, he was pretty good, but now, that that phenomenal season he had. Talk about Burrow. 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 Number, okay. number two, I hate he that was stat. surrounded. I, I know, I know, but when I'm I'll, I'll I hate speak. that. Let me finish. And I can tell you, go ahead. Let me finish. finish. And then the and second. Poke then, holes then you, go, you go ahead. The second is, okay, look at all the talent around him. He was successful when he was loaded up with talent. Is he going to be the guy to be able to bring all the other talent up? Or did he have to be surrounded with talent? I'm going to poke a hole go ahead. in that first statement. That's why I'm here. And the second statement. I'm here to bring up stuff that you could poke holes. That's exactly right. <laughs> so you said he wasn't right. successful until his senior year. Well, that's because if you remember... You probably don't. I don't know. Because I don't know how much you pay attention to LSU football. I just pay attention to a lot of SEC football. LSU, in years, have never really been a pass-first oriented football team. They've always been the classic SEC football team, is which we're just going to pound the rock down your throat and run the ball. And play defense. And play defense. That's exactly okay. what it was. Remember, because there used to always be those Alabama-LSU games where they end like 9-6. to six. It was yes. a defensive battle, and they right. just run the ball. Right. That was all they did. That was Les Miles' years. Right. Ed Orgeron is not an offensive coach. He's a line coach. He's offensive line, defensive line coach. That, that, that's what he knows. It's like his repertoire. So I can poke a hole in that by saying what major, uh, let's just, what Power 5 team would not benefit from bringing in an ex NFL offensive assistant to be their passing game coordinator and then gr- completely revamp their offense? Because the only reason they revamped their offense, besides the fact that they jo- brought Joe Brady on, was because they had Joe Burrow. That's why Ed Ordron went out there and recruited Joe Burrow from Ohio State when he hit the transfer portal. He said, mm. because we can change the offense up because the kid can throw the ball. And let's not act like j- just because he had all that talent around him at LSU is why he won. 
Ohio State gets just as much talent as LSU does. Tua, arguably, had more talent around him than Joe Burrow did because they're talking about three of his wide receivers going in the first round. Drugs, Jerry Judy, and then the other one. I can't remember what the other name was, but there's three of them. Okay, and that defense is always littered with NFL talent. Yes. Clemson. They, they, you they, got say talent. they got, they got talent. talent. Yep. And, and people say Trevor Lawrence should be the number one pick the next year. So that also knocks out the talent part. So to me, Joe Burrow is 100% draftable, and he's deserving of the number one pick. Because, say Dwayne Haskins doesn't start that year for Ohio State, and they do go with Joe Burrow. You think he can throw for 50 touchdowns with that passing coordinator and those wide receivers that you have at Ohio State? Oh, absolutely. You think Joe Burrow would have that kind of success with Tua? Or, or with Alabama? Absolutely. But it had to come down to play calling. So, of course, Joe Brady helped him. I'll admit it. Joe Brady helped him at LSU. That offense helped him at LSU. But what I'm getting at is he had an NFL guy calling passing plays for him. He wasn't even the offensive coordinator. He was the passing coordinator. So he was telling the offensive coordinator what passing plays to call. Joe, that's an NFL guy from the NFL working at the college game, and now you're getting ready to just go be around nothing but NFL guys. So if you can do that with an NFL guy in your ear and NFL-caliber talent around you, you're getting ready to go play with teams that draft NFL or college all-stars. Like, that's how you get drafted. You're the best in in college. It's like less than 1% go pro anyways. So you're playing with nothing but college all-stars and elite talent. It just comes down to coaching and putting it together. I don't think it's going to be, can Joe Burrow elevate him? Is the Cincinnati going to fuck this up worse than what they already have? That's just the honest to God truth. I forgot it was the podcast. Yeah, we're okay. not on Saturday yeah, I know. morning. <laughs> Tom's like, oh shit! No, but listen, <laughs> that's why, that's why, see, that's why Kevin brings me in, because I can get him on these rants like this. I'm just, which, which is, he, has, he has thought about that was a very well-articulated well, argument. Your That's argument very... has been said 50 <laughs> million <laughs> times. <laughs> Your argu- that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that argument has been said 50,000 times by someone I watch and listen to a lot in Colin. I think Colin Coward's very smart, but that's the one thing I will never agree with him on, how Joe Burrow is just a B prospect. To me, Joe Burrow is an A prospect. Col- Col- doesn't have to be A+. Col- plus, but Colin Cowherd's like, the, like one of those old dolls where you pull the string. It says the same thing over and over again. Remember, when we were kids; we had those. That's everybody that's, right now. Yeah, that's, uh, but that's kind of the way he is. Like you, you know, Brown's terrible, Cleveland's terrible. But that's why that rant I could go into. It's like I've I've had this conversation with a buddy of mine because we both agree. It's like to me, a great comp for Joe Burrow and Colin said a good right. comp is Tom is Tony Romo. I'm like, okay, that's good. But to me, Joe Burrow is a not a strong arm. But more accurate, uh, Matt Ryan. Can, can I, I know it's crazy because he's the MVP, but he's more athletic than Matt Ryan is. He can run up and down the field hmm. better than Matt Ryan did. Here's what he can, he can throw the, he can throw the deep ball. ball great because he was the best deep ball yeah. thrower in all of college football let, last year. Let me throw this little wrinkle at you then because you probably have a pretty good answer for it. Okay, well, so he's got he's got the tools. He's worked with the NFL guys. He's got the nah, football IQ, I guess, is basically what you're talking about. He's oh, working smart. With, smart, working with the – you know, he's got the football IQ. He's smart. They, they basically but, switched up that offense at LSU to a West Coast offense for his senior year, which we all know most NFL teams want to run the West Coast offense. So say Cincinnati goes 1-15 next year. Is he mentally tough to deal with that? Because it's not, that's not something you have to deal with at, at any time in his career. No, oh, no, he came out and said yeah. oh, he's won everywhere he's been. And, that, and that's because but, but, and he's going four and twelve next year. That's not, <laughs> hey, if, maybe. If he maybe. if he gets the right maybe. guidance and doesn't get on himself, 
if anything, you could almost say that would fuel him even more because he is a winner and he doesn't like to lose. But there's a lot of guys that have the talent, that have the physical tool. I I can't remember who was um, talking about it, but he started. He said that's the difference. That what a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these guys they can't understand. They have all these physical tools, but then they can't deal with the. With the grind. Like Ryan Leaf? Yes. Like or the pressure. And by the way, I ain't yeah, saying Joe Burrow's going to be Ryan Leaf. No, 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 no. I, don't I have a Ryan Leaf starting lineup right down the hall. No, no, I don't, I don't think yeah. that's what you're saying. I, do. I think, I do. What I, to me, Ryan what it is, like, He was so know, bad that it might be worth something. Yeah. He said, <laughs> with Joe Burrow saying, you know, I've won everywhere I've been, if he does have a bad season his rookie year, to me, I feel like that would be fuel. For a guy that's got a competitive nature, because what was it that we? If we watched the last dance last night, I'm pretty sure most of us yeah, did. I what did. did Michael say? If it wasn't winning, he hated it. Right. Okay, and that's if Joe right. Burrow, I'm not saying he's Michael. I'm not saying he doesn't have Michael's competitiveness, but if he does have an inkling of it, then he's going to know that hey, this season can't happen again, okay. and I'm going to get better, right. and we're going to try and work this out as a whole. Okay. Now, whether the organization can do it, I don't know. No yeah. one's ever questioned his work ethic. I've never heard anybody say anything about his work ethic mm-hmm. or character. But that, that's what set him apart. But Michael Jordan. To me, that's why. To ethic. me, I feel like that is a weakness that Cam has. Cam had success in high school. Cam won in junior college, national championship in junior college. Yep. Won a national championship at Auburn. Yep. And then he got to the NFL, and he's only, really only had one huge successful season. There's not been a lot of winning. Is you know like like Kevin said, he's only had three winning seasons. Mentally, I don't know. I don't know if that's like really affected him to where he's had where he sat down and looked at himself and said, "I need to get better," because he's just been so dominant with his size and his athleticism his whole career. And then he gets to the pros, and it's like, at first he was like, "Oh, we've never seen this before," and then a few years later, it's like, "Oh, you're not even the best at, at doing what you're good at anymore." Mel Mar- Jackson's the best running Mel quarterback. Mel Kiper said that Jamarcus Russell would be an elite quarterback. Comparing him to John Elway. Whoops. Kevin, did you say you wanted maybe to do a Mount Rushmore of number one picks? Yeah, I do. Um, of worst. Wor- oh. Flushmore. Mount Flushmore. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, worst. I'd prepared for the best. Oh, the best. I, That's I'd easy. For Is the it best. easy? I don't know if it's easy. It is easy to do it. Well, well, I don't know. You looked over You looked over him. Was that easy? Well, it is for me. I'll, I'll give you my four. All right, let me look through real quick, see if I can guess. Oh, okay. Well, how far back did you go? Oh, I went back I to got, the 60s. Okay, I was about to say, I got all the way back to 36 if okay. we need to, but you went back to the 60s. Number one overall picks. All right, uh, I, let's see if I can hit Okay. on Chris Nelson's number one overall picks. The top four. Shit. Terry Bradshaw. Yes. John Elway. Yes. <sighs> That's a hit, but I don't know if it is, if it's going to make your list or not. <sighs> Bo Jackson. No, but I'll I'll tell you why. But I understand no, a lot of reasons why. I just uh, some people might say, "Oh, damn, that's number one. He's pretty good." Uh, I'm guessing if I'm reading your mind, I'm going to say Peyton Manning. Yes, that was on mine. And then the fourth one, reading Chris's mind. So you've hit three. Well, if Peyton's on it, that means Eli has to be. I put Troy. I put Troy. I, I put that, that Troy. Troy was going to be my next. But, but, okay, but, my, my neck. My neck. But get two. a limit. Why is Eli not better than Peyton? Which one's got two Super Bowl MVPs? Which one All beat right. the goat twice in All the right. Super Bowl? No. Huh? No. Huh? no. All oh, right. Wait a minute. Peyton okay. beat listen, Rex. They got, listen, right. they they've got uh, right. Rex Grossman. Peyton Manning as well as Eli Manning have two. N- they have two Super Bowls, right? All right, right. 
Yep. So what, he's got only one MVP to two MVPs. Right. One's the GOAT. If Tom Brady's the GOAT and Eli beat him twice, and he's got more MVPs than Peyton, he's Peyton beat Rex Grossman he's just and his MVP. Killer. He's just a GOAT killer. But that doesn't mean statistically he's anywhere close to his brother. I right? think baby brother had a better career. All right. Now, I, now, I, now, I now, now here's some nominations that I, I almost oh. said OJ. Well, okay, as far as some other ones. Did I get your fourth one yet? He said well, Aitman was your fourth. I, I, I Aitman, said Aitman, gotcha, gotcha. but as far as other, Eli, you could throw into a discussion. Or you said OJ. Well, we ended up with all quarterbacks on that, didn't we? What, what about? Uh, no, no, Jim Plunkett. Plunkett won two Super Bowls. No, no, no. I'm saying on our four, did, did, did we end up with all quarterbacks? Well, on my, we, we had well, Bradshaw, what about, my personal. What about Bruce Smith? Well, that's what I was about to get. Let's do the ones that aren't quarterbacks. Oh, oh, that's not quarterback. Okay. Let's do non-quarterbacks real quick. Okay. Bruce Smith, I was going to mention. Uh, as non-quarterback, yes. Because, you know, I'd almost put him on there before the Mannings, if you want to, just personally. Well, you know how I feel about the importance of quarterback versus the importance of any other position right. in the field. Um, Billy Sims, it's for you Redskins fans there, Hunter. Nice. <laughs> Earl Campbell. Was a, he's a Hall of Famer. He, he had Campbell, like four yeah. or five great seasons in. He, he was done. But he's Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, you're talking about Aitman, but the 91 first-round overall pick ended up leading on them Super Bowl teams, too. You remember? 91. Russell, Maryland. Oh, Russell, Maryland. The tackle? Yeah, defensive lineman. He won a couple Super Bowls with Dallas off that. Maybe all three of them. I can't remember if he was there for the third one or not. O.J. Simpson is ineligible. So, so you're you're you're, you're <laughs> kicking keep, him keep, off. Keep, keep, he's an eligible. All right, all right. Bud, Bubba Smith, nineteen sixty seven, is pretty good. Ed Two Child Jones gets my sentimental. That's your sentimental uh, nomination. Uh, uh, then of course, um, you know, well, there's there has been a bunch of bust uh, on here. I was wanting to do the Tom Vinny Testaverde eighty seven. Solid uh, career. I mean, it, solid career. Him and how about this? Him and Sebastian Janikowski, great picks. Long careers. They got all the value they could have ever wanted out of those picks, even though Testaverde was traded 19 times <laughs> or signed with 19 teams. I tell you, a player that I always like to watch because he kept both teams in the game is old Jeff George, number one overall. Oh, crazy Jeff George! He was. He what, was what, what was it? I heard that some people said that's the best practice quarterback they ever saw. A lot of people <laughs> say that he, if if you were in practice, and he was great. He, he was going to play better than whoever else was out there, uh, but then in the game he went. Maybe he need to get his eyes checked, Tom. Go, Jameis. No, I think he need to get his head checked. Jameis on that. <laughs> he okay, he looked like a. With regards to Bo Jackson, who was drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks in 1985, he was drafted number one overall. However, he never played a game for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Decided to play football. So the next year, now NFL and NBA rules are different. NBA, you draft a guy, you got his rights. It don't matter if he comes over now or 10 years from now, you still got his rights. NFL's not like that. The NFL, you lose their rights once the next draft happens. So the next draft, the Raiders select him in the seventh round, and him and Al Davis work out a part-time football contract. So that's why I don't have him on there. The poor Bucks. Well, they should they shouldn't have screwed up Bo Jackson's senior year in baseball. They screwed yeah. it up. How about the Bengals have had some pretty bad ones over the years? Dan Wilkinson, Kajana Carter, back to back. I mean, did they also pick? Well, Achilles Smith wasn't number they, one overall. No, they number, number they one, one overall. Carson Palmer was number one. Was he number one? Yes. He's not on. 
Is he? He's, he's not number one overall. He's not number one overall. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It, 2003. Because he just won the Heisman for USC. I thought he was. Oh, he was. The okay. year before Eli. Stand Carson Palmer 19... was actually having some really good season. Then he tore up his knee in that playoff yeah. game. And he wasn't ever right after that. How about that. 97, Tommy? Orlando Pace. Right. Yeah, I remember that. He's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. ain't he? Uh, That's a for good the pick. Rams, left tackle. That's a great pick. All right, Hunter. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time. If I could get my music up, I'd play the, the Bulls music. Oh, God. Ding, no, they'll ding, take ding, us off ding, so ding, fast, ding, 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 ding. They will take us off in a heartbeat. I hate the, the, the copyright police. Yeah, no, such, don't they have such, something better to they're do? They're such jerks. Jeez. WWE blocked one of ours a couple weeks ago. Really? Yes. We didn't even do a match. We did a, It was technically a match. Yeah. You know about the any the 24-7 belt? I've heard about it. So the 20, and, d- d- Ron Gronkowski, is he the He's had, the champ right now. Uh, he's, uh, the he's the current champ. Okay, he's got the 24-7. So the 24-7 belt, as long as there's a referee to do the, do the, you the count, defend it at you can divide it 24-7. Okay. So um, R-Truth had the belt a couple months back, and uh, they did a bit where he went running through the crowd, and he had like five or six wrestlers chasing him because like, they're trying to grab him and pin him. Right. So he, he ends up jumping over the, the wall or hides behind the wall right where Michael Waltrip and Kyle Bush was sitting. You know, they're there for pr- promos or whatever. Okay. And uh, the, the wrestlers come over and Michael Waltrip and Bush, they point them to the they, – they went that way, you know, the old, the old, that old bit. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> to make a long story short, uh, Truth gets up, thanks them, starts shaking her hands, and Michael Waltrip won't shake his hand. Waltrip shakes his hand and just starts unzipping his shirt. And underneath his jacket, he's wearing a referee's shirt. Oh, so shirt. he's the ref. And Truth looked at him like, what you, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, Kyle Bush come up from behind and rolled him up underneath <laughs> and he jumped on him. And then, one, two, three, Bush is the champ. We put it on the show talking about it. And, and WWE they, blocked it. <laughs> like, do you want people talking about your product and your, and your stuff or not? Well, oh, I would. Fun. You can't have fun. Oh, you can't have fun? I mean, I mean, God forbid, you know, McMahon. I think you need somebody talking about the WWE right now. You had to lay off five wrestlers. I think you're kind of hurting for some money. Uh, yeah, uh, they, uh, they, they did. They, they laid off more than that too. Uh, what they do about every year, they do this. Now that they're the only wrestling company, they've got all the talent hoarded, basically, as far as that goes. So yeah, and then the XFL is looking for a, for a set a buyer. Uh, in that, uh, Tom, I, I did. I, I got your email this morning. I'd actually saved. Okay. I'd actually yeah. saved a screenshot of that last night before you sent it. Uh, so okay. I was I was just ahead he of you. He couldn't let me out scoop him. I just just that's ahead what of it is because he's the journalist. So mm-hmm. he, I could but not out. Let's explain what was going on with with Harvard. We've talked about Harvard's endowment, forty two billion dollars. Big yeah, J journalism. I, I heard I heard that on there. Big J journalism. Well, our wonderful government just the uh, other day, Tom, what they decide to do. Give them millions of Nine. dollars. Millions. In this, the most millions. recent stimulus package that our wonderful representative just approved gave Harvard $9 million. Even though they've got a $42 billion, $42 billion dollar endowment. With a B. Chris, for an example, Vince McMahon put $500 million into the XFL. He wants to sell them, right? Okay. If Harvard bought the XFL, how many times could Harvard buy the XFL? 84. 72 seasons, right? He spent $500 million, they got $42 billion. Yeah, I guess. 84? Yeah. I was Something doing it at 36. Well, okay, the last number fine, we looked at was 30. That's why I got that. Okay, okay that's so fine. 84 right. years. Harvard, <laughs> by themselves, Chris, could finance the XFL for 84 years. 
without selling a single ticket, a single jersey, a single hot dog, or single beer. And we wonder, well, why can't we pay the players? Why, where's the money coming from? And the <laughs> stimulus check gave them $9 million. What the hell are they doing with $9 million, Tom? Why did <laughs> their ass with it? T- please tell me that was for Harvard to buy $9 million worth of toilet paper. Disgusting. <laughs> well, maybe. But what would they do with because $9 million? Have, listen, they're so highfalutin, it has to be two-ply. Shit. It has to be two-ply. It makes me so mad. It just makes me so mad. And then... And then the the college teams are talking about this past week, uh, maybe having to cut some sports now because of this. Um, the SEC teams and their TV deal alone get seventeen million dollars per school, just for football. They can't just, just the TV. They deal can't per find football. a bus less than seventeen million dollars to take the tennis team somewhere. <laughs> Shut the hell up! <laughs> but really, seventeen million dollars. We got to cut the tennis team. The in, the golf coach. The, the strength and conditioning coach at Alabama, uh, Chris, makes 850000 The push-up coach makes 850000 Hey, man, he's training them NFL athletes now. Push-ups. All right, Hunter, the golf coach at Tennessee makes $180,000 a year. I see, I don't understand that. <laughs> Kevin, that's what you should have done. 180000 Chris. I don't understand Kevin, that. that's what you should have done. If someone will hire me, I'll come right now for fifty. <laughs> and to play golf every day for fifty, you pay me fifty thousand dollars. I'll take it. And these jackasses, these jackasses are making one hundred eighty thousand dollars and saying, "Well, we're gonna have to cut the women's team." Fuck off. So this is what I heard is that. So anyway, I just one, yeah. one, it was an you know athletic, what I heard. Athletic director uh, Colin was talking about it the other day, and he I didn't even know this. In college football, they have to get all at least seven home games in a year at a college university in football to pay for the other night, not basketball and not baseball athletic programs to even be around. They take money that they make from the home games at football and put them to the, and other. Put them to the other game to okay. just so that the other teams can actually be have something, have some money. Right. And I'm thinking, why? Why? Because and it's a good point. I mean, Colin made a good point. He said, "Well, we got to think about it. Not there's not that many people going to watch a volleyball game. Uh, I'm sorry, at a college, unless it's family and friends, not mm-hmm. a lot of people are going. Oh, yeah. he, and so he understands it. But he said that's the stupidest shit in the world, to be honest. 100. <laughs> percent You you're the way that your athletic system is set up is that all your revenue is based off of one program. That's just he said. These colleges have millions of dollars. <laughs> in order, he said, I don't understand. And I, that's how I feel about it. I don't understand if that's 100 percent the truth. And they pull money out of those seven home games that they have to have. Because he was making a point. He was like, Alabama doesn't need to host Western Carolina middle hour towards the end of the season. He said, what good does it do? Well, it's basically just them collecting revenue off ticket sales mm-hmm. to have another home game. Yep. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I agree 100%. I, I, don't, I don't need to see that game. Hunter, you're not being here Saturday. Of course, Chris, you were here, obviously. Um, Tom and I and Terry, I brought up Terry's biggest pet peeve of the day that, about paying the players and the and the the new. You've seen the new, the, the the basketball recruits and the G League All Star team that they're doing. Uh, I think I heard something about. All right, so it. the number one recruit and the number twelve recruit have announced they're not going to college. One was supposed to go to Michigan, the other was supposed to go to Memphis. Um, they'll be joining a G League All Star team, basically. Uh, so the G League has created a program for the high school players that don't want to go to college to enter their league. And what they're playing is they're playing on basically an all-star team. They're not going to play. Their games won't count towards the 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 standings or any of that, but they're going to play all the G League teams. So are you following kind of what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. a stupid idea. So 
Anyway, you talk about just that in general. Just that? No, no, okay. no. I'm, 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 I'm fine with him going to the G League. Right. I'm saying making an all-star team out of your college kids. Like, well, why not just make them play against other grown men in practice and in game? What, what they're right. doing? What they're doing with that Hunter is, is I, I under, kind of understand it is that these guys are 18, so it's a specialized 18-year-old team. They don't want them. A, they, they're trying to develop them, and they're paying these guys way more than everyone else in the league. So they don't want them basically mixing and matching with, with, with the guys who are getting paid fifty thousand. Like if you're, if I'm paying you fifty thousand in practice, you're going up against this million dollar eighteen year old. No, I, are you not okay. going to go hard on now, him? I understand that part. So it's I kind of a protective because to thing. me, it's like I don't agree with that because the argument for who's going to be the number one overall pick this year in basketball. The, a name they're bringing up, I know a lot of people don't like his dad, but it's Lamelo, and Lamelo went and played against grown men over in Australia, and New Zealand. He was one of the ones mentioned about he's another player that that will be eligible for the draft that that won't that did it a different way. Yeah, because so, so to me, I'm get. like, why wouldn't you just do that in Amer- here in America too? To me, though, I understand it's because they're going to pay them a whole lot more money than he was getting paid in New Zealand. Right, that, that's mm. what it is. So, and I'm so, like, eh, I don't. I don't so this is that. what they're getting: these elite prospects. Uh, on the if you jo- join the G League team, they get five hundred thousand dollars and a college scholarship. Now, so wait, now wait a minute, I got one more thing. Guess what uh, else they get, Chris? Okay, what else? Once you signed your five hundred thousand dollars, and we've give you your college scholarship of your choice, you know what else happens once you start playing in the NBA G League? The shoe company. That kid and the other kids on that team will each be receiving a million dollar plus shoe deals. So the kid's choice is to go to Duke, NC State, whatever, eat spaghetti, go to classes, you know, got some pretty cool, you know, probably jumpsuits and and, and, and track suits to wear. Eat ramen noodles. And ramen noodles and spaghetti. <laughs> and, and, and or Chris, I give you five hundred thousand dollars. If you fail at this basketball thing, you can use that money to pay whatever community college you want to go to. Oh, by the way, Adidas is going to give you a million dollars as well. Why would you choose to go to North Carolina or Duke or wherever? Now, I don't know. Here's a funny exchange. I don't know. Chris, here's your funny exchange between Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum. Tatum says he might have still gone to Duke instead of taking the 500000 Bradley Bill says, so Duke gave you 600000 <laughs> <laughs> Tatum's re- Tatum's response was, "Hey, Duke might be the only stand-up school in the country, which that might be the biggest lie ever told in the history of the world." And Bill's response was, "Listen, man, I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday." <laughs> so that that was a little Tatum and Bill exchange talking about some of the same stuff, and uh, we didn't really get to, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all for the paying the guys whatever they're worth, and you know, so uh, what Hunter's point a minute ago about how football pays for some other sports. People like Terry will argue, well, these guys can't have a sport if it wasn't for, for that type of stuff. And and then you turn around and be like, well, the coach is getting a million dollars, or Coach K or Roy or whatever is getting how many ever millions of dollars. Several. Um, the assistant coach, I just told you, the push-up coach at Alabama is getting, getting eight, 800 grand. Uh, how do you look at a football player who, you know, they get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, do their workouts, then go to school, then they have practice. So not only do you have to know all your schoolwork, you have to know all of your plays because – I guarantee, Tom, if you forget a play or you get, forget your playbook as opposed to forgetting your history book, you'll, you'll be worse repercussions, right, at that school probably? I probably. would just say so, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so we'll see where they, where they put the weight on that. But it's just to, it's just to me that I've all, you know, Terry's 100% don't pay him. Don't, 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 he, he thinks it's still 1980. 
and and it's just not the the money. It, there's a difference between the coaches back then making a hundred thousand and someone making eight million dollars. That's the, the that's the the deal. Yep. And then the guys always throw at you, "What do you pay high school players or pop Warner?" We're talking fifty bucks and <laughs> of hot dog money compared to millions of dollars in hot dog yeah. money. There's a there's a huge difference. Um, what right. do you think about those guys? Do you think they should, any just off what I've said just right there? Any reason that they should you know would choose Duke or, or North Carolina other than that they really just really want to go be a Tar Heel or be a Blue Devil? Some people do that. <laughs> tough to say. Tough thing, huh? Terry's point. Well, I mean, Terry's point was what was it that he wouldn't get, get seen on TV as much and people wouldn't know who you are. He also tried to say you get better coaching, which I disagree with. Those guys in the G League know how to develop the guys for the program. I'm not saying that there's not been guys come out, of, but I'm saying Krzyzewski and all them. Like I said they're 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 good. They know the game, but they're politicians. They're there's, recruiters. There's not a lot of um, NBA players flopping, is there? Yeah, I, well, yeah, like they do yeah, at Duke. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's got to be getting better. Oh, boy. Got to be getting better coaching that they yeah. just from that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, there have been some <laughs> NBA players who were known for flopping. Yes, there have. There's been a, there's been a few. I, yeah, I learned it from Coach K. I wish they'd just go play overseas. <laughs> I don't. I just wish America would have liable leagues like XFL and G League, where people who aren't the very very best can go are still earn a living trying to be there. It's either. You get paid nothing in college, or you get, or you're one of the greatest, greatest people in the world, and you get millions. There's no in between. Baseball, there's five thousand leagues. You got single A, double A, triple A, double A, triple A, double A, whatever rookie, rookie A, rookie A, all, right. all that. Then independent leagues. Like there's so many ways to play baseball in America, but basketball and football, it just get. I mean, once you're done, you're done. I, I don't know. It just that aggravates me uh, a lot on, on that end. Well, part of the problem with football versus basketball is. Um... Hunter said in basketball, let's say you're not good enough to be in the NBA, but you're a good player. You make plenty of money overseas. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of money. You make a lot of, But the problem the with China it, League, you ain't paid big money. But the problem is we are the only country that really cares about football. Football. Right. Foot, what I, I, this I is, mean, this is what knocks football. It's expensive. You got helmets, you got pads, you got uniforms. And a fifty-three man, man roster. roster. It's it's more expensive than the fifteen guys that all they got to do is wear have a pair of tennis shoes and a and a shirt on to play basketball. Right. That's why you know. That's why in other countries, third world countries, maybe you know those that are kind of in the middle, second world countries. It's basketball, even baseball to an extent, and soccer are what thrive because all you got to do is have a ball and you can play. You don't have to have shoes on. You don't have to have shoes on. You just got to have maybe a little hoop that you can throw to or a net you can kick in. But in football, to genuinely be able to build yourself for football, you have to have the pads. You have to have the helmets. You have to have the weights that are needed to be able to build the strength up to be able to have the size to play this game. You got to have the ball. It's an oblong-shaped ball. You don't just see them everywhere. They don't make these balls overseas. We have them here. So it's the closest thing to it overseas is a rugby ball, and even that thing is huge. Compared to right. a NFL football, seriously, it is. at least with a in a in a small poor community, a ba- a soccer ball can be turned into a basketball. It would be a little smaller than a basketball, but, but it's round and you can bounce it, and it can be turned into a basketball. Right. And baseball, sticks and they play stones. Stick ball. Stick yeah. ball. Stick well, it's ball. harder. You can't play pickup football. That's kind of what you're making. Yeah, you can't just pay p- now, we pickup did football. Man, I said we did an app, and that was about the most dangerous thing. I've, <laughs> I did not like it. Well, because. 
it's all fun and games. Until well, somebody gets hurt. Well, not that. It's till one guy comes out there and takes it way too serious. <laughs> like, if yeah. you throw me the ball, <laughs> I understand there, there's a chance one of us get might get hurt if we're tackled. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I try to make Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, you know, at least contact as you can make type of moves. Yeah. Some guys get out there, and they think they're playing rugby. Oh, yeah. Get the ball, tuck it, and they're going. They duck their heads and they go. And if you're playing tackle, there's nothing you can do without pads on other than, well, I guess we're all going to get hurt today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because this jer- this jerk over here thinks that he has to has to tuck the ball and run through the middle, like like it's like he's Jerome Bettis. And those guys ruin it. Uh, it, you've just, it it's tough to play them. Then you, people don't want to play two in touch, and and you complain about that. And it's just I don't know. The, the funnest pickup football I have played, though, I will say this. Is in in Boone. I think flag's fun. In Boone, after it snowed, so the football field up there is open. Anytime you want to go, as long as they're not having practice, you can go out there on the football field and kind of do whatever you want. Um, so when it snowed, we and it was they pretty much somebody I don't know who went out there. Somebody went out there with a shovel or did something and and broke the field up in like four or five different sideways fields, and it turns into a a, a football a fun football field. So if you're playing in the snow. You covered in in a lot of gear, so you can really hit people. Like so, you put on a, a ski coat and a and a hoodie and everything, and you got a sweater underneath it. I'm I'm padded up, so right. I, I the most fun I ever had playing pickup football was in Boone in the snow where you can hit people live. Uh, that that's pretty pretty fun and interesting. Um, of course you get frostbitten and all that kind of color. <laughs> all right, um, let's finish up the show today with the last dance. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I know Zach will want to talk about some Wednesday when he gets here. I've got my Jordan Tar Heel jersey. It's actually a reversible Olympic jersey uh, for you Olympic fans right now. He does not have one thing. Jordan does not own Chris is what? What does Jordan, I know exactly what, did, what he's going to say? Jordan, what does Jordan not won that LeBron has won? You talking about the bronze medal? That's exactly his what name is LeBron's James. New name. New name, hashtag, LeBron's James. He brought shame upon this country. Shame, I tell you. Shame. It's a very communist so, way to look at so, it. So, so, it was his, <laughs> so it was his fault that the point guards were Stephon Marbury and Allen Iverson. So that was LeBron's fault that the team was put together like that. Iverson is an all-time great. Say, wait a minute. Let's not. Let's and Stefan may be the greatest AI. Chinese basketball player of all a- time. AI was a high-volume, inefficient scorer. Well, you can say the, almost the same thing about okay. Carmelo Anthony. Where Carmelo Anthony's well, I, got gold. He was on that team, too. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't think Carmelo Anthony is a guy that can be clearly the number one guy on a team and win an NBA title. So, I mean, okay, that's fine. Now, let's see. Iverson's I, – I, I have no no bad things to say about Iverson, actually. Um, I think – what do you what do you end up averaging? Twenty seven, twenty six. It was inefficient. That's my issue with it. It was inefficient. But he got to a championship pretty much by himself, which kind of you got to give him credit for that one though on, on that because yet you won't might give Cam Newton the credit in the two thousand fifteen, but you'll give Allen Iverson the two thousand one credit. Okay, what's the difference? I'll tell you tons of difference. What, um, what what the Panthers had the number two defense in the NFL that year, so Cam didn't do it by himself. Oh, Allen Iverson didn't do it by himself either. Who else was good on that team? The Kimmy Mutombo <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> what the? I, you asked the question. I said, who was good on that team? What did what did Kimmy average that team? Is he is he or not in the <laughs> Hall of Fame? 
<laughs> so is Robert Parrish, but I wouldn't consider him good. Hey. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't be hating on the chief again. Well, when I said that, he acted like I said Cody Zeller should be on the Mount Rushmore oh. centers. That's the way he acted. But that's okay. They're in the I'm same ballpark. It. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> I know. Can, can, can Cody, we, Cody's got 15 to 20 more inches of vertical leap than Robert You Parrish do this has. every well, time. Go, a great player. <laughs> go down the path you said you were going to said you were going to talk about the last dance. Oh, I was. Okay, okay. All right. Now what you want? It's always talking about the last dance. I don't know what you brought it up. about it. What are your thoughts on it, Kevin? <sighs> Hold on, I'll talk. Then they start talking about the bronze medal in it. Then it, yeah, it, it sidetrack. Yep. We need to get back on track. All right. Or else this will be three I, hours. I first, I also, since you guys are lost words, I enjoyed it. It was it was very historical, but but yet informative and entertaining. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a boring documentary all right. at all. It was it was. I thought no, it had lots of good information. I thought it told mm-hmm. a good story. I think it showed Michael as himself. I love the scenes of him at practice dropping f bombs on his players. I'm just glad you know, that ESPN like basically that. went. I, yeah. I'm glad ESPN went HBO and didn't try and kidify it and censor. It. Just let him. That's just true. I, yeah. that, I, when I, they I, dropped I that little, first f bomb, I, like, I said, "What? Where do they allow to drop f bombs on ESPN?" That's what I'm surprised. They've always been able to. It's cable. You're paying for it. They just yeah, but still, but but it's different. There's like tiers of cable here. You know, there's like not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, really? Well, I was reading, they can just do whatever they want. Um, I, I, real quick, Thank God. Real, real quick, Chris, I was mm. looking down through these. Oh, um, we, people t- people give, um, you know, Chamberlain and, and, and Russell, and then we'll talk about them. Uh, but when someone says Pete Maravich, it's like he don't count. He played pretty much the same time they did, didn't he? In the there in the seventies, Pete stuff. Maravich was another high volume, inefficient scorer. He averaged twenty four a game. In the that was in the NBA. He, he did that was twenty four overall twenty four point two four. Iverson was uh, seventh all time. Uh, top ten is Jordan, Chamberlain, Baylor, LeBron, Jerry West, Kevin Durant, Al Iverson, Bob Pettit, uh, the Big O, Oscar Robertson, wow. and George Gervin, who was part of that garbage Bulls team. <laughs> the thing about Maravich, if you looked at early in his career when he's scoring all in points. Teams were no good. Yeah. I mean, he was scoring points, but teams were not any good. Pistol Pete. All right. Uh, but, what yeah. I what I had from that uh, last night, and Hunter, we talked mm-hmm. about it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I, and they really brought out in the first episode, is how, and, and I tried to explain it to you a few weeks ago, and how you kids today would just lose your ever-loving minds if what happened to Jordan happened to, say, LeBron or Durant or, or one of these other guys. Uh, the GMs and them forcing them out like that. And it's just, it's insane. It has to be insane to the people that didn't know that. You mean the GM wanted to get rid of Michael Jordan and Pippen because he thought he was so smart he could. The more, the more I watched that, the more I hated that guy. And then, what, what's weird about it, about all of it, is that as much as you hate Jerry Krause and, and how he acted and did things, at any point, Jerry Reinsdorf could have fired Jerry Krause. Right. Yeah. And that's, at, the, that's the point I heard every this decision morning. He made. And that's the point that's I the heard. That's the weird thing. Is that Reinsdorf is getting a pass and maybe he shouldn't. Right. right. I 100% on that because you can easily say, uh, like Reinsdorf said, I told Scott he shouldn't have signed the deal. Then don't offer it to him, you jackwagon. <laughs> what do you mean you told him? You, whew, the, the, just them breaking them up. I, I, I remember this clear as day going to that scene. Like, I just can't believe that Jerry Krause is going to do this. And, and this is. Like, like, what is... And they ain't been back to the finals since 98. Haven't been back. Had they ever been before? 
Did no, they make it in the seventies? No, 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 I didn't no. think they had. No, so, so, so the only but, but, success that that team has ever had in was with Michael Jordan. In nineteen eighty, yep. they said the indoor soccer team outdrew. Yep, that's right. And that tells you how low the franchise was until yep. Jordan. And right. for you to tell a coach, I don't care if you go eighty-two and zero, you're not coming back. That's the ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous thing I want you to think I've about that. I want you to think about that. <laughs> he told Bill Jackson, "Yep, you go eighty-two and zero." And you're not coming back. After five titles. After five titles. <laughs> and if he had a little magical crystal ball, do you think he would do that if he saw in the future that Bill Jackson would win another five championships with, LA. with the Lakers? Well, so he's got 11 titles that could have been in Chicago. We were robbed of so... All right, Jordan I- won six championships in 13 years, basically, and we were robbed of so many years because of of Kraus and him going to baseball, and it, whether you or not they would have won, ever set, you missed the, the opportunity to see seven championships in a row. Eight, maybe, maybe eight, maybe, maybe ten, nine, maybe ten, maybe nine. Because okay, here's why I say maybe think nine. About everybody else that was there. Well, okay, so they won ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. Now in ninety four, without Jordan, they won like fifty five games. Pippen was top three in MVP, and they lost a close seven game series to the Knicks, who barely lost to Houston. And so if they have, if Jordan doesn't take his little vacation, baseball, whatever, let's say they win ninety four. Now in ninety five, <clears throat> Horace Grant leaves as a free agent and goes to Orlando. Now they would have had to replace Horace Grant with somebody of some substance. Would he have left with Jordan there? Was that wasn't that a free agent? Was that a free agent? It, it, it was a free agent because Shaq and Penny, right. they wanted that. They wanted. But my question Grant. is, would Horace have ever have left, or that would the Jerry's have forced him out of there? I don't know if I, I've I, ever I, seen a I, comment I, on any well, of those. No, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't I, I, I'm saying like I don't know if the '95 team without Horace Grant and without see now '96, the well summer '95, they add Rodman win '72 games. But I'm saying without Grant. You know, that knife five may would have been iffy if they didn't add anybody, but okay, so they get Rodman. Win ninety six, win ninety seven, win ninety eight. I mean, they could have won again ninety nine. Now I will say this. By ninety eight, Pippen was in a little bit of a decline. I think Rodman was past his prime. Now Jordan still won the MVP in ninety eight. He led the league in scoring too in ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jordan still drove. I'm saying Pippen and Rodman were starting to decline. They still had Kukoc. Oh, yeah. so they. Jordan, had, I mean, Rodman was old when he got there. Right. Uh, he's, he's he had one job. Go get Michael's misses. Well, and against Carl Malone, screw him up in the finals. Give me five fouls. Act like a fool and get get my <laughs> rebounds and shut up. Mm-hmm. Put your dress on and go home after the game. But he, he didn't have a problem with that. That's no, 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 we had no issue with that. He didn't have a the Bulls, if let's say Krause had not decided to break it up in the summer of 98, and let's say they bring Phil Jackson back, let's say they give Pippen a contract that Pippen's happy with and he will stay there, they still might have needed to make a minor move to make it get a little youth in because that was starting to become an old team. But I can't think of another... There's not a real good other comp for a team that's been a dynasty, and all of a sudden you say, "Oh, y'all go, go the, away." The, the only thing that's, <laughs> and this isn't really the same thing, is after winning four out of five years, um, the National Hockey League titles that they traded Gretzky. 
but but that's only <laughs> he wanted that though. Well, well, well see that that was a, that was a little different. It's not like they said Gretzky and Messier and whoever like oh y'all. We've never it. had a an organization win the championships and then want to blow it up. Like they totally almost, they almost always today, try to keep everybody it together. Been, it would have been the Golden State Warriors if they would have won it this past year. What's their, the front, their front office saying was Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Durant was going to move you instead and, of Kevin Durant saying I'm moving myself. And we're trading Curry and we're yes, trading Tops right. and then yeah. well, this, it's it's they'd be like, well, <laughs> Clay's hurt, so he's probably not coming back. Uh, Kevin, you know, he, he's still there, but you know, Curry, he's had ankle problems. You know, he got hurt too. <laughs> Listen, they so just blow it up, and we would rather have. We would rather have, you know, lose for 25 straight they, years. Listen, they essentially did that this year, just it wasn't the GM that moved Kevin. It was Kevin moved himself. And how many wins did they end up with? They barely won like 20. Led by the Draymond triple single. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's what Charles Barkley <laughs> says, the, the triple, single. triple single. Do you know who the uh, – look at the box score that last game Jordan played against uh, against uh, the Jazz. This mm-hmm. is will surprise people. I, I've I've seen this plenty of times. What's that? Um, who's the St. Louis scoring that game, Chris? Well, all right. Let, I'm I'm not looking, so let me think through this logically. Pippen got hurt early in the game, so it ain't him. He ended up with eight points yeah, in he, Jordan's he, final championship game. He was four of seven. He got hurt from the field. It's, it's 20, back. He played 26 minutes in the game. Well, let's see. There's only one other person that can score. Tony Kukoc, <laughs> yeah, Tony yeah. Kukoc. He had fifteen. Okay, Jordan had forty-five. <laughs> oh, I knew he was forty-five. Hey, you know what, guys? Uh, Pippen's hurt. Kukoc is left-handed. I'll drop forty-five. I'll tell you what, those first two episodes <laughs> brought some great quotes. I mean, some great quotes. Well, you, you want to go shooting the left line with us? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was funny. So we got to lower the rim. Yeah, yeah so we got to lower the rim. They, they hated him. You God, saw that. Well, I mean, he deserved. I'm yeah, sorry. I, 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 I knew it then. I just, I remember all that. I, I, I tried to tell you. I was, I couldn't explain it. How bad it really was. And how well, insanely it. stupid. We'll never. It all was. We will so never have that. The only thing. That I, was, I almost wish Jordan and Phil and them would have been like, well, if you don't want us here, we'll go somewhere else. The I just really thing. wish they would have went somewhere else. Yeah. And just why, why would they? Why would they be so? You know, set on Chicago. Like, why didn't '99? They just say, "All right, Phil and Michael, we're going to go play in Charlotte." The closest thing so far that has been like with any superstar today is basically what just happened in New England. Essentially, Bill Belichick is was actively and has actively for years when he started getting with Jimmy Garoppolo, actively trying to push his best player and arguably the greatest quarterback of all time out. And the only other one I could say in the basketball world would be the first time LeBron left Cleveland. When Dan Gilbert basically came out and basically excommuted himself and trash talked LeBron, and they all started burning his jersey and whatnot, because you know he they were basically upset that he chose somebody else over them, and I'm guessing Bulls fans then were mad at the front office because they were choosing somebody else over the greatness that was the team that it was. But other than that, no, we we've not seen anything like that. Mm. There to, today. If a general manager said anything in a press conference about possibly moving a star player, the owner is going to call him to the office and say, look, you're going to repeal everything you just said or you're fired. 100%. Because I don't need this mess at my front door. Why did Reinsdorf let Krauss do that? Why? I think, let's see what you think. Does he just look just, and the way he acts, is it just he's extremely cheap? Reinsdorf seems like a cheapskate. The, the, like, like, the thing that made me—they didn't want 
They didn't want to pay Jordan. Here's the, they didn't want to give Jordan that money. Here's the quote that made me think he's a real cheapskate. When when Pippen had arguably become the second or third best player in the NBA. I mean, whoever you are, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all right. You signed a contract. Get out of my office. Yeah, he said, he said no, no, no. you signed it. Don't come back. That's that's not the way it works. I mean, if you want somebody to be happy, you got to pay him. I mean, I hate to make this analogy, but when you, when you go in and somebody's getting paid minimum wage to do something for you do they do a very good job they're not getting paid very much right they're not and, and i think that's kind of now on a different scale of course you might say well he's already but that no but when scale. he knows he's worth a whole lot more and you basically say well screw you you signed a contract somebody right. years ago it came off as michael backing him backing yeah. the owners up though because he, michael said scotty knew that he wouldn't renegotiate so he shouldn't have signed the contract so so michael he, I, Michael, obviously, from the things he said, he didn't give a crap how much Scotty Pippen was p- paid. Just get your ass on the floor, and, and yeah. that's why that from his comments, that's, that's what he was saying. What, he was Michael was like, "That's uh, your contract. Get out there." That's and, what he was mad at him when he wouldn't rehab in the summer. Like he right, said, I, right, well, uh, "I'm gonna take my time." And I don't right. like Pippen. I don't blame him. I don't think he should have cussed out the general manager on the bus in front of everybody. But I'd say I don't blame for the The compromise could have been on that. Okay, so obviously at some point during the contract, Pippen outperformed based on the quick acceleration of salaries. Well, here's the compromise. Go ahead and offer him a nice big extension. Say, okay, technically you only get 2.8 or whatever this year, but then next year and year after you get guaranteed $15 million a year. And that way you're still on your contract but you get an extension that you're happy with. There's the compromise. Yeah. You could have done that. You could, yeah, could've, but could've, uh, but uh, but you know their plan was to move off of him anyways after the season. So they really didn't care. It was the, he was basically just there for that one year to try and help them get six, and then when it was over, it, he basically was under the same clause that Phil Jackson was. I don't care how many games you win, and if you win the championship, when the season's over, we're blowing it up. And, and, and what's funny is, I mean, Jerry Krause, okay, so he brought in Phil Jackson's assistant coach. He traded for Pippen, drafted Horace Grant, traded Oakley for uh, Cartwright, traded for Rodman, got Tony Cook coach. Those are all good moves. But why are you going to go out like that? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, Reinsdorf, <laughs> out of some of the stuff that he said, he, he made a really good point. He said, at the end of the day, you know, this team couldn't have won championships without Kraus because he did help put the team together with some of the picks that he made and the moves that he made. But he, he ended up shooting himself in the foot in the end. For no reason. For no reason. For really I, no reason. I will tell you, I'll defend Kraus in this one bit as a GM in, in the NBA rosters. Um, he tried to, he wanted to trade Pippen. And they said a couple of times he had deals, and that was Pippen's last year of his contract. And Linesdorf wouldn't let him. The best thing for the team would have been to trade Pippen because then you wouldn't have lost him for nothing like Charlotte did with Kimba this year. Now, would that have led to a championship? Probably, maybe, maybe not. It depends on who you get back. But the fact of the matter is is that Pippen kind of screwed the Bulls back with with the fact that they didn't trade him and he ended up being able to walk uh, without that. So it, 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 it worked out for him, kind of Pippen, like screwing the Bulls back that way. But... I just wish that you know maybe Michael and them could have found a different team or, or worked something out somewhere else to where like, like like just think about the silliness of it. We had two just dumb silly retirements of 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 Jordan while in his championship years. Yep, and and and, and really for for no reason that with two two reasons we didn't have to have, and, and it's just weird. 
He still won six championships, Kyle Monty. Uh Six finals MVPs. Two, two uh, three-peats. Uh, there's only been one other three-peat, right? The Lakers. You, you talking about since then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, since then, the I'm Lakers. not talking about the Celtics, of course. Okay. I'm talking about did, the, didn't the Bulls, didn't they uh, the Bulls what? copyright the three-peat? I thought Pat Riley did. did. Well, because after the Lakers won in 87 and 88, he said, and we're going to go for a 3 P. But they didn't 3 P, right? Uh, no, because in 1989, uh, the Lakers got back to the finals. That was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's last season. They got swept by Detroit. That mm-hmm. was Detroit's first mm-hmm. first title. Isaiah. And Dumars and Rodman. And, and they and are going to be the headline of episode either three or four because they've already shown the preview yep. for it. Yeah. Yeah. They are introducing yeah. the bad boy Pistons. Man. The, the stuff in the late eight, the late 80s, early 90s. Fuck them. No, no, I'm going to be 100% <laughs> honest. I was surprised that they had Isaiah on this. I was surprised they got him to sit down and do an interview because of how much bad blood Michael has with Isaiah. Scotty's got some bad blood with well, him, but too. just both yeah. of them. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's, not even, it's not even a story about Isaiah. It's a story about the Bulls. Like, he's right. a nemesis. And, right. they got, and they were able to get him. I think it was a cameo in the first episode where he sat down and had just a brief, like they did with Magic. I think Isaiah's well. more okay with Michael than he is Scotty. Uh, I think so. You think that's <laughs> yeah. how it is? Yeah, I don't think he, he's not going to be on the Scotty documentary. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I will say this. The only thing... And I'm not gonna necessarily say it's a bad thing, but just because I know he 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 he's the goat. But you know, I thought this was it would have been more team oriented. I guess we're gonna get that in the later part of the doc. But these first two episodes, I know they they were heavy, Michael. But I wish they would have given you a little bit more Scotty, a little bit more of the backstory on Scotty. That was the whole you know? second episode. Well, Scotty. Not really. Talked well, about his seventeen parts. kids and they still and his mom and dad. They still went in depth on Jordan during that episode too. I'm like, okay, you had you listen, introduced listen, Jordan, Bat- and got him out Batman of the way. Batman don't get his own show. What do you mean, Robin? I mean, Robin don't get his own. show. <laughs> <laughs> you done messed that one up, didn't you? You, you know why? They used to call Scotty Batman. Actually, I don't know why, but he, they no, called him Batman. Michael, it was Michael's. It was Michael's voice that said this, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. If I if I just distinguished it right, he was when he said he said when they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scotty Pippen. And I thought that was speaking, I speaking that of their voices. Class. I don't see how they ever communicated on the court. Both of them have the deepest voices ever. It's just like how would you how would you talk to each other? <laughs> young Jordan, young Jordan, Jordan sounded like a baby <laughs> when he talked. Young Scotty Jordan sounded Pippen. like a baby. <laughs> Sound like a Gregorian chanter. And I don't understand how anybody can understand what Dennis Rodman says at all. To so, his makeup? Oh, my God. He's a... <laughs> I told them I need to give me the ball when I was running down the court. That's Dennis. I can't wait until they just start talking about talking with Dennis. He's like, he is one of America's greatest ambassadors. Yeah, I know. Ain't that right, Tom? I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, right? You have to. You're right. Dennis Rodman uh, uh, has been a, a, uh, unofficial. And a unofficial, 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 amazing ambassador. Who else can break the ice with Kim Jong Un? I mean, come on. Well, Kim Rodman. Twenty years ago, if I told you that <laughs> that Rodman was going to broker a meeting between the president of the United States and the North Korean dictator, you'd have all told me I've lost my mind. Just right. like when hey. I say those things around here. Lucky, yeah. we got to wait twenty years for hey, all my just good lucky, Just lucky he likes basketball, I guess. Just lucky he likes basketball. <laughs> well, you know. Look, so looking at some of that stuff last night, um, a lot of it, like I said, I asked Andre, I was like, you want to watch it? And he goes, I seen it the first time. 
meaning you know he was alive and seen it already. I, 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 I was I know what you mean. I, I I pretty much know almost all any and all of this. I think there was one. I might have one or two surprises. I'm trying to remember. There was one I want to talk about, and I've already went blank I, on. I, it. I don't think I knew that Scotty purposely delayed having his foot fixed. I, I guess I didn't know that. That was it. a great soundbite too. I didn't know he was he the manager. Didn't want to, didn't want to fuck I didn't know he was not right. recruited. I did not know he was the manager. Uh, at Central well, Arkansas. Well, see, Is that not crazy? Well, we'll see. You guys, yeah. well, same thing happened with Rodman. <laughs> Rodman, after he became an adult, grew like right. a bunch. Mm-hmm. Pippen grew a bunch. Five I mean, inches in his sophomore year. Just think about the like, like high school recruits. And the, the, dude, they I would have loved to have Tom, you're too short. Yeah, you never. And what if Kewan Brook grows five inches this year? Well, what about David <laughs> yeah. Robinson went from what six seven to seven one yeah. in college? I yeah. mean, it, oh every now and then there would be like this weird late growth spurt. Right. I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> Me too. Durant. <laughs> listen, Durant. listen. By, by the time I was sixteen, basically I, I was this height. Oh, yeah. That does it. I, I, I stopped growing when I was height. thirteen. Thirteen. I was thirteen. Okay. I stopped growing. I was thirteen. I my, thought I was gonna be six foot one or two or something. <laughs> Yeah, they said I'd be close to six one. And I'm like, I got pictures, Chris, happen. of our fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year old baseball team down the down the hall, and like two guys on on the whole team were talking to me. Like, yeah, I was talking to everybody else on the team, but but the two guys and both of those were older than me. Actually, here's another <laughs> here's another myth. Uh, some people say that when you're on your second birthday, when you're two years old, that that's half your height. Well, there was a picture of me taken right as I was two, and I'm standing next to this TV, and I remember measuring one time, and it was three feet, and I was like, well, I ain't nowhere close to six foot. No. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. He was a tall baby, huh? <sighs> Must have been. Must have no, been. I, I don't know, but. Must have been. Mm. All right, Tom, we haven't seen any Cleveland Cavaliers brought up in the Jordan documentary yet. Was you on your edge waiting on they that? Brought, they brought up Cleveland the one time a little where bit. Cleveland had beaten them. When Pippen wasn't playing, right. and Cleveland beat them like twenty-five points, so I, I saw a little bit, a little bit there, not a whole lot. There. So yeah, let, let's go bit. through his career real quick. I want to make a few points on well, this. Who's which Jordan? Okay, first year rookie year, nobody's expecting you to win a championship, right? Second year, he got hurt. Okay, his rookie year, he averaged twenty-eight points a game. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez, shit. Uh, how many people averaged twenty-eight this year? Do you know Chris off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. I know head. Harden did. Shoot it 70 times again. Probably less than five. It's not that many. I, I was going to say probably less than five. Um, Harden, wait, wait, how many did you say? 28? Uh, yeah, he averaged 28 his rookie year. LeBron wasn't quite at 28 this year. Uh, I'm trying to get it for and Anthony open. Davis was probably close, but not quite there. Um... He averaged 37 minutes a game his last year. The last year of his career. I mean, he's 40, sitting there about 40 years old and averaging 37. Hey, look how many averages rookie year. 37, about 37, I think. Uh, 28 points a game this year. You're with six of them. Harden, Bill, Giannis, Trey Young, Damian Lillard, and Luka Doncic. Okay. So, Jordan, his rookie year, averaged 28. Second year, he got hurt, averaged 22 in limited minutes. He was, like you guys were seeing last night, he was only playing seven minutes a half. Uh, it's what a dumb, just total dumbasses in Chicago. Like, y'all, what are y'all doing? And y'all managed to win six titles, just being total idiots. Uh, well, well, but see that that was in the the where they were switching coaches about every two years. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, his third year, 
87. He, I think he, I think his third year, he averaged 37 points 37. a game. 37.1 points a game. And that hadn't been matched. The closest no. to come to that, Kobe got to 35 one year. Uh, Harden this year was at 34. Okay, so, so uh, here, here's a, uh, he attempts. Dang it, don't show his attempts. Harden makes 4.43s a game. Jordan attempted that year. He averaged 37. What, like one? 0. 0.8. Oh, less than one. Okay. He, he averaged making 0. 0.1. Threes a game and averaged 37 points. Now, let me put that in some more perspective. Chris, could you handshake him? Yes. Chris, were there seven footers in the lane? Yes. Protecting the rim? Yes. Now, if you couldn't handshake him, and there's no. And, and when I say seven footers, I mean most teams' power forward was in the lane, too. Yes. So you got Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. You got, you got doubles. So he averaged 37 at the shooting guard position with no threes. You could handshake him, yep. and you could bang him when he got to the rim. Yes. Yes. I mean, damn. Are you dropping the mic on that? Right. right. Jordan averaged 30 in his career. And honestly, I'll tell you one quick. LeBron averaged 30 twice in his career. Jordan averaged his whole career. Now, do you know the reason I think he actually did retire finally? It's because he okay. was about to lose the scoring lead. To, to, to Wilt. Yep. Because, I think that's why he quit. Yeah, because it was getting close. Because I got it right here. Wilts is just below it's, him. It's like 30 point. 10 and 30.01 or 07. Yeah, it's it's close. And I think, close. I really think that that had a lot to do with him just saying, there ain't no point coming back for the Wizards another year. What, right, am I, what am I doing here? Right, because they didn't make the playoffs either year. Which year was Scotty's first? Scotty Pippen's first year, Him and Horace Grant came into the league. Well, 87, 88. Well, 87, 88. Right. They, they got drafted in 87 because Horace Grant played for Clemson. Scotty averaged... Uh, 7.9 points that rookie year in 88. So so here's Jordan's years. First year, he averaged 28 with nobody on his team. Second year, he got hurt. Got hurt so we Third year, he averaged 37 points a game Yep. with no Scotty. The next year with Scotty in his first year, averaged 35 points a game. And they were beat. Uh, I think that was the um, that was Celtics in 88, wasn't it? That knocked him out. Because 89-90 was Pistons. Am I right on that one? In the ball, I've got to be in the ballpark at least. Seems like that. That's 89 right. 90, he averaged 32 and 33. He got beat by the Pistons those two years. So, okay. Scottie Pippen, first three years, Jordan averaged 35, 32, and 33 with Pippen in the lineup. They got beat by the eventual uh, champions in the Pistons in two, two of those three years. Who won in 88? Lakers? The Lakers won at seven game series. Uh, James Worthy MVP. Was that the Celtics in '88? No, no. In '88, the the Lakers beat the Detroit. Pistons. Was that the first year of the Pistons? In they made it and then got one two in a row. Uh, yes, okay. yes. In '88, they got there, lost in seven games. Now, one thing Bird mentioned last night, and a lot of people do mention Chris, is that he says the '86 team was the best Celtics team he was ever. I, I would agree. I would agree. Most people do say that. I too. would agree with that. You got five Hall of Famers on that team, and, and then pointing him out there, dropping him on that. So. Look, real quick, let's go. His first six years in the league, rookie, hurt, 37 a game with no Pippen. Then, so that's his first three years. Are we anybody expecting a championship with, with any of those? Probably not. No. Starting at 24 years old with Pippen, lost to the Celtics, lost to champions, champions, and Pistons. After those six years, he owned the league. Correct. 
He owned the league. 91 champ. Now, of course, 93 championship, 94, 95. Like, you know, nobody else. Who won multiple championships while he was in the league? Isaiah, is he the only one? I guess you were the Spurs. Was he in there for both of those? Or No, he retired for three years when the Spurs won theirs. All right, so wait a minute. What's the question? Is Isaiah the only one that won multiple, or did the Celtics get two while Jordan was in the league? While he was in the league, okay. The East La- Lakers got two, didn't they? Uh, yeah, because the Lakers won back-to-back 87-88. The Pistons won back-to-back 89-90. Now, while Jordan took his hiatus, Houston won back-to-back 94-95. Spurs won 99. Then the Lakers started their three-peat. With 2000, 2001, 2002, the Spurs won 2003, Detroit 2004, Spurs 2005. He took three years off from the Bulls to the Wizards. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Three years, Hunter. And still averaged over 20 points a game. Averaged 22.9. See, Hunter's a Wizards fan over here. So he averaged 22.9 and 20. Uh, he led the led the team in scoring at age 38. Uh, that did was you, the Stackhouse. Did you see the thing beef. about where, where Stackhouse <laughs> said he didn't like yeah. playing there? Yeah. Because he thought he more. wanted the ball more. And he thought he, and he might have been right at that point. He averaged 29 the year before. Stackhouse, uh, a lot of people thought Stackhouse was the next Jordan. I mean, it, they, they kept throwing him out there on Stackhouse and Grant Hill and Vince Carter and, and, Vince and, and all those other guys. And, and the one thing, uh, Chris, I like to try to tell Hunter and, and the younger guys, and, and there's always, you know, there might be a guy that dunks better than him, might be a guy that shoots better than him, might be a guy that dribbles or passes better than him. But there ain't nobody that does all of it better than him. It's like you're nine and a half across the board, ten, wherever you want to rate him, but, you know, you might say Dominique dunked better than him. Might Vince Carter, greatest dunker ever. But Jordan made a change there with Phil and Scotty in the, in the early 90s to, he dropped from, 37, 35, down to 30, 32, 33. And they won titles. And they started winning by letting someone else score a little bit. They weren't, they weren't giving up much. <laughs> and the fact is Pippen and Grant got better, especially Pippen. They get, they got better. Tom, anything uh, you're looking forward to? Or, 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 no, I'm or, looking forward to the draft. Thinking about, course, I was, I was, talking, about, I was just, talking about with the, the Jordan Bulls. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the the, the, the documentary still, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just... It's just coming back to me, you know. I, yeah. I guess I haven't thought about it in so long. Like, man, Jerry Krause, I ain't thought about him in a while, you know. What a jack yeah, wagon, you know, and all the stuff that was happening. I, I remember when Jordan got hurt, man. I hadn't thought about that in a while, you know. That his second year, basically, and was I didn't it? really get into the deep, you know, about how he was hurt and and how they were actually having a back and forth about that, about when you know, arguing about I'm ready to come back. No, you're not. So it's a, <laughs> I, I like what I'm looking forward to is all the other lost stories. Because I know that they're going to come up and say, man, I right. used to know that. Pay attention to doing the Rodman stuff. That stuff's going to be interesting yeah. at some point, I probably. Just whatever he says or does will be I was glued. I will tell you, I was glued. It was, it, it was a great documentary. As I it just, can be. You know, it was uh, Chris, uh, real quick before I go, I, I'm making notes. I want to make sure. I, got, I was going to respond to somebody's tweet earlier. I want to make sure, see if you can help me out with this. What's that? Because we talked about the other day about the All-Stars that Jordan played with. Pippen is the only person to make the All-Star team while a teammate of Michael Jordan. I believe that's right. How many people have made it while teammates of LeBron? Okay. I've got seven off the top of my head. All right. You had mentioned one time about Mo Williams and Big Z. However, in 2007, when they made the finals, LeBron was the only all-star that specific year. Right. It's just him. But now, Mo Williams... And another year made an All Star team, and oh, as his teammate though as well. In two thousand nine, I think it was Mo Williams. So yeah, it was team. Zadrunas Ogalskis. I'm trying to think if his All Star was 
while he was teammates with LeBron. Maybe, maybe it was that, but obviously Wade and obviously Bosh. Wade, Bosh, Love. I've got Wade, Bosh, Love, Kyrie. 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 And now uh, Anthony, the two, the two, Anthony Davis The two now. Cavs, the Drunas and Moe, and Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis. That's my seven. I'm wondering. Ray didn't make it as a teammate. Ray Allen did not make it as a teammate. Um, he made plenty of All-Stars, but he didn't make it as a teammate. You know he played like seven years in Milwaukee? It yes. was insane. I, I was yes. looking at that yesterday. Like God, I thought he played like three or four. Well, we'll, see, anyway. we'll, we'll see. He, he was on. He was on the team when he had Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, right. and Glenn Robinson, who people thought, "Oh, well, it's going to be a good trio." And it just, it just, they never got to the finals. Okay, Hunter. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Zach will be here. Mm-hmm. Philip Russ is coming in, and Philip is bringing in Gene Bulls of uh, Cleveland County Baseball, oh. the Yeti. Okay. The Yeti, the Yeti coach himself is coming in here be great. To, to talk to us. There we go. So he's going to, uh, I think, I'm about 90% sure I'm, he's, okay. he's going to bring him in. But uh, I don't know if he's bringing the Yeti with him. <laughs> um, I doubt it. But, yeah, yeah. I could ask if you if that's what you want. Do you know anything about the Yeti? Do you know about the Cleveland County Yetis? Mm-mm. That's the, that's the new team in Cleveland County. That's all we know. We know it's a blue Yeti, which is a little strange. Okay. Uh, Hunter, I did rewatch the video. Uh-huh. And you complained the whole video of me talking about him why he wasn't white. Yeah, that's what it was. That's <laughs> you it was. really did. Yeah, why is he not white? And my question was while watching that, I yelled at the screen. I caught myself. I said, Hunter, you damn don't know what color Bigfoot is. Yeah, true. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that that we're gonna wrap it up here today. Uh, had some fun today. Uh, I'm gonna pull this up for for Chris real quick. There's the Cleveland County, the Blue Yeti mascot, new Cleveland Community College sports mascots. They are the Yetis. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Is that not the coolest mascot ever? <laughs> that's that's interesting. Hey, look, Hunter. Our YouTube video when you type in Cleveland County Yetis is on the top one of the top Google. <laughs> That's him, right. That's him right there. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Shock Jocks Live Sports Podcast. I want to thank Chris Nelson for coming in. Uh, join us Wednesday. Wednesday we'll have some updated info as far as what our shows will be uh, coming up this week. Thursday night we're talking about maybe having a draft party show. Uh, we'll let you know Wednesday for sure if that's going to be possible and what time and everything as well. I want to uh, thank everybody for coming in and have a good day. See you guys Wednesday on Shock Jock Sports Talk.